You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Monday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. On the program with me today, I've got Brant Daughtry, Cam Berry, and Tom Peavy. A lot to get into here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. We would like to say happy Halloween to all of our listeners out there. We hope that everyone has fun and exciting trick-or-treat plans for later this evening with their family and uh, get to enjoy some quality family time here today on the Halloween holiday. We've got a lot to get into on today's show. There is news that has happened at Auburn University regarding the future of the Tigers football program. Head football coach Brian Harson has been relieved of his duties. He has been fired after serving as the Tigers head coach for not even two full seasons. 9-12, and 12, the final record for Brian Harson as the Tigers head man. Auburn, of course, on Saturday lost to Arkansas at home 41-27. It appears that John Cohen is going to be leaving Mississippi State as their athletic director, soon to be named the Auburn Tigers athletic director, although no official word yet from the university on that hiring has taken place yet. So we have a lot to discuss. Four games left in the actual football season for Auburn, and they still uh, need to find a football coach for this upcoming season. Auburn has yet to officially announce who the interim head coach would be. Mondays are always a day off for their program. A lot of folks in that Auburn football building actually having the day off for Halloween today, spending family time and that sort of thing, taking advantage of this Monday off day. So tons to discuss. Your thoughts are welcome on the Auburn Bank phone line at 334-887-3401. And we're not going to sugarcoat it. Today, it's going to be Auburn football. Auburn, 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 as Auburn has fired Brian Harson, and they look to find out who that next man is going to be. Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers joins our show at 430, and we'll have our sponsored segments, of course, Birthdays in Sports and a Nightly TV Guide later in the show as well. Tom, Brant, and Cam join me here inside the studio. Hey, boys. How's it going? Uh, yeah, it's Halloween, but for a lot of Auburn fans, it feels like Christmas. So, um, you know, it, I, I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I know we've got phone calls that are ready to talk about this, but it's a move that needed to be made, uh, passed over due to be made, but now Auburn's got to make the right decision. They, they, can't, they can't repeat history, so... Got to do that. Uh, weekend was good. Obviously, Auburn not good, uh, which you know partly led to what's happened today. NFL, a lot of great NFL games. I know the Falcons uh, miracled their way to one right there. Uh, so some good NFL stuff. NASCAR, uh, we saw a move in the NASCAR race <laughs> that is that was so much fun. 
It will it, it will go down as one of the craziest moves ever in NASCAR history, but also so crazy that NASCAR will probably put rules into place to prevent <laughs> to prevent that from happening. So uh, I'll just leave it at that and uh, turn it over to Brent. How was your weekend there? Yeah, everybody? man, my my weekend was fine. Uh, I got to hang out with my brother, who I don't get to hang out with all the time, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, he and his girlfriend and a buddy of theirs came into town and spent the night with me, so that was a a good Friday night. Um, and then Saturday, I uh, went and saw the game, and yeah, I mean, I saw the same thing everyone else did, and we've all been saying for a while now that Brian Harson needs to go, and and now he's gone um, for, hello, uh, <laughs> now he's gone, and uh, Auburn's going to move in a new direction. Um, the knife is in. I'm not going to twist it any further. There's no point in doing that. Um, Brian Harson needed to go. It was a move that needed to be made, and now it's been made. I'm going to save my rejoicing for when a new hire is made, um, it, because like you said, Tom, you got this one wrong and there's no fault in getting something wrong. But when, when you make a wrong choice, you cannot make a second one in a row. So you, you've got to get this one right. And luckily, I think that Auburn is. I think Auburn is going to go for a big name guy here. Um, I don't know who that big name guy is going to be. I have said over and over that I want Lane Kiffin to be the next head coach here. I think that he is tops on the list right now. I think that if a, if you were to place odds on it, I think Lane Kiffin would be the odds-on favorite, but obviously you've got a lot of time before this offseason. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, Auburn football is not in a good spot right now, but if they get this higher right um, with, the, with the transfer portal and everything like that, um, it, it, Auburn could be back on top soon. For the first time today, Auburn football has tweeted, together always, Auburn family, War Eagle, from I, uh, the Auburn football account. I just saw that that um, – at the same time this show started, a players-only meeting is currently taking place in the Auburn football facility. There you go. There you go. Uh, also, has not. I'm assuming it has not been announced yet who will be the interim. Not we, at all. We're assuming it's going to be Zach Etheridge because he is the associate head coach. So the assumption is, and has always been, that if they were to get rid of Harson midseason, that Zach Etheridge would take over. So now here's one thing that I want to say because I've seen so much. Say it, Tom. I've seen it so much on social media. Uh, people talking about um, uh, Auburn's just going to do the same old thing, Jabba, just Auburn being Auburn. None of these candidates, because right now you're hearing all the top candidates. You're hearing Deion Sanders. You're hearing Lane Kiffin. You're hearing Hugh Freeze. You're hearing uh, Matt Rule. I mean, you've got some names out there, and that always seems to be the case, and then Auburn then ends up striking out on those and ends up settling for Rhett Lashley. Here's where I think things can be different. And, 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 and it all kind of centers around this athletic uh, director spot with, with John Cohen coming in and taking over. So if you go back to the previous administrations with head coaching changes, first of all, uh, you got to go back and, and look at uh, Jay Jacobs. So now Jay Jacobs was an Auburn guy, but you know that Jay Jacobs was right in there with the boosters because – that's what he did. That's when he got hired. He was part of the tough foundation. I mean, he was the money maker or money uh, uh, fundraising, fundraising, yeah, yeah fundraising type and guy. That's, that's he, what you need from an agent. Sure, but I mean, he had he had yes, you do. Um, but he was a guy that had had been around Auburn for a very long time. You have to know that he was backroom buddies with the Jimmy Reigns and all those guys, and so he you you have to imagine and understand that he was probably a little more closely associated with who they call the powers that be. So you're going to have some decisions there and some question marks that go on with that. And, and you end up with getting like a Gene Chizik hire, you know, hire that was very questionable. Uh, the Gus Malzahn hire, not 
as questionable, but even I think I think it was the right hire to make, and yeah. uh, you know, two two years in, it looked like a gold mine. Sure, it it really did. But the other thing is, there were also a lot of Auburn fans that wanted more than Gus Malzahn. They wanted Auburn to shoot for the stars, and they felt like that getting Gus Malzahn was just settling. The safe it, it was hire. it was the safe hire. It was the former assistant that had gotten a little bit of experience at Arkansas State, and, and it was a safe hire that we can get and we can bring a guy in here. And that's more along the lines of, of what you hope that Auburn does not do this time around. It was also what you hoped Auburn did not do the time around when they finally got rid of Gus Malzahn. You had a group of guys that were wanting Kevin Steele, um, which would have been – Jabba. That would have been just Auburn being yeah. Auburn. Uh, and you were striking out on shooting for the stars. But now also at that time you had Alan Green in as, as the athletic director. I firmly believe that, I, that Alan Green was in over his head here. I think Alan Green was a great guy. I think he can be a great athletic director, but he was not used to what was how you run a program in the SEC. He was a fish out of water in the SEC. So what does he do? He strikes out on his own lone wolf style, goes and he picks Brian Harson to come in. So now you've got a coach that has no idea how to do it in the SEC. You have an AD that doesn't really know how to get it done in the in the SEC. This time around, things are different. You have a new president who seems like he's not afraid to make moves right now, even though it took some time to finally make an AD move. He got that done. But now you have an athletic director. has not been officially announced, but all signs – it sounds like it's going to be Cohen from Mississippi State. This is a guy that does not have direct Auburn ties. He has experience in the SEC. He knows how to run an SEC program. So now you're thinking you can go out and get a coach that, uh, again, it, it, you think it should be set up for where you get something different. You right. shoot for the stars, you might actually be able to get something like that because we're not in the same old thing. Yeah, the boosters are meddling in this. The boosters are meddling in that. Yeah, I that happens. But it was also easier for them to do under Jay Jacobs, and I think it was easier to do under Alan Green, who I think they could manipulate a little bit more. And Alan Green was a guy that, from all accounts, part of the reason he got let go is because he was not a front leader. He was kind of in the back and just kind of letting things happen. Cohen is apparently a guy that does an out-front dude. He knows, he knows the SEC. He knows how to operate it. I think Auburn's going to shoot for the stars. Uh, you said Lane Kiffin. I personally want Deion Sanders because I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it again. I've been screaming from the highest mountain for over a year now that I think Deion Sanders. I'm very much looking is, forward to talking to you about this. Actually, yeah, I just I think he is just the the guy that from day one He's instantly can get things turned around in the right direction, and and, and not even with players. That's going to take a little bit of time, but. Just the pure shot of adrenaline that this program needs and the media notoriety and the positives and everything that come with that is something that Auburn desperately needs right now. Lane Kiffin can give you that, but Deion Sanders, you bring a dude in like that, you have you Everybody. have you have fired a shot across yeah. the bow of so many people. A lot of people want to play. A lot of people want to play for Lane. Everybody wants to play for Deion. Sure. So We'll see what they do. Well, Paul Feinbaum said this once before on his show. Uh, Lane Kiffin at Auburn would not scare Nick Saban because they they do that. They they recruit against Lane Kiffin yeah, already. All the time. Having Lane Kiffin over here is not going to worry Nick it's Saban. New. It's not gonna it's not gonna worry Kirby Smart. 
a Deion Sanders type guy here is going to worry the mess out of Nick Saban and them because they know what he's capable of on the recruiting trail. In fact, Deion might be the guy that can go into Alabama and start plucking some of their players in the transfer portal. I think he worries the crap out of Nick Saban. Lane Kiffin is just another guy here, again, who we've already recruited against. You know, whatever. And even still in all of this, there are still four football games left on the schedule for this Auburn football team starting on Saturday against Mississippi State. Busy week ahead in the life of Auburn Athletics and the life of Tiger Communications. On Wednesday, we've got the first men's basketball exhibition game of the season. On Thursday, there's a women's basketball exhibition game that you can listen to exclusively on FM Talk 93.9. Tiger Talk will be on Thursday. You'll be able to listen to that here on Tiger 95.9 FM on Friday. High school football, the state play Playoffs are here. Beauregard taking on Marbury at home. Going to be a fun contest there. And that one to get the season started. Smith Station football, their season came to an end this past Friday night against Auburn High School. And, and Brant, before we go anywhere else, I do want to give some love to Smith Station football. Uh, I know the wins weren't necessarily there this season, a 1-9 record for Smith Station. But anytime we get a chance to broadcast high school football, We've got high school football memories, uh, a lot of us do, from being there or playing there. It's uh, it, it's just always a blessing to be part of their coverage Absolutely. and another season done. Absolutely. Big thanks to Smith Station Football for allowing me to be at, uh, I think, eight of the ten games. I called six of them, I think. Yeah. Um, so maybe five, I can't remember. But either way, it was a lot of fun traveling with those guys and uh, talking to the coaches every week. Um, and, and when we were doing the coaches' show, talking to Coach Glisson at that uh, it was a lot of fun calling high school football. Uh, I love doing job, it. Brand. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, and I, uh, I can't wait to get back into that uh, next year. And, and you know, it's not like I'm done calling high school sports. We've right. got basketball and baseball and softball that we're going to call Woo-hoo. this year. And uh, Smith Station basketball is uh, going to try and defend their region championships. That's right. New coach taking over the men's team, the boys team, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's fun times ahead for that. And high school football on Friday. We'll have the AHSAA scoreboard show late Friday night as well. Saturday, of course, we've got Auburn football. And then on Sunday, uh, the Atlanta Falcons are back in action. You can listen to all the Falcons games here on Tiger 95.9 FM. All right. It is time to take our first commercial break of the show. Once again, happy Halloween, everybody. Let's talk about everything going on in the world of Auburn sports after this timeout. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I put a spell on you. Because of mine. Stop. 
Sports call, Tiger 95.9 FM. Can you guys tell what today is? Must be Halloween or something. I, I still was, stick to my guns that it's Christmas. I was going to guess Christmas. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. It's, actually, it's actually, not a gift until you figure out who you're well, replacing and, it with. And I was just about to say that. I, I, I want to hold off on. I, I'll tell you what this feels like. It's, it's not Christmas. Christmas would be when Deion Sanders is named the head coach. That will be my Christmas. Or I will give you Lane Kiffin. I would be happy with little Lane Kiffin. Um, that would be Christmas present. Now, if it ends up like some of these other hires, then it's uh, – I've always compared the Christmas morning to the great big box under the tree, and you so open it up, and it's cold. like some socks. And, you know, and it's like, oh, man. <laughs> so hopefully no box of socks. What today feels like um, for me, and I think really for most Auburn fans, have you ever have you ever decided to go underwater and, and like you're, you're swimming? You go underwater – and, and and right you I mean you're trying to hold your breath for as long as you possibly can and when and you I finally drown. when you finally come up and you take that first big huge gasp of air that's what this feels like cuz it fit, mega it, gasp of it, it it literally feels like that Brian Harson has been suffocating the life out of this program and now it's over and now it just, it feels like there's this huge relief of like taking this big, huge gulp of fresh air now, and we're like, thank goodness, it, that's done. Feels like we can breathe, we it can move done. on, and maybe move to something more positive. So that that's that's where I'm feeling today. All right, let's do this: three three four eight eight seven three four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine. Want to get to our phone lines here in just a second? Had someone just call in a moment ago and said, uh, "I've got a direct question for Tom," and Tom. A caller would like to know your comments with Deion Sanders a moment ago okay. would scare the heck out of Nick Saban. If Hugh Freeze is the next head coach for Auburn, what does Tom think that does to Nick Saban? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. He's recruited against Nick. Here's the thing. He, he's recruited head-to-head with, with uh, Hugh Freeze before. Hugh Freeze got a lot of great dudes in there, but he was also cheating like crazy. Now, granted, that this is pre-NIL. But uh, well, it, I mean, you, prostitution you, still illegal. Well, but the yeah. prostitution—I don't know if that was necessarily how he was getting the the players. It helped. I mean, I'm sure it probably did. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was if if they're recruiting on the up and up, head to head with just you know on the, all on the up and up with just nil on the board, they're not worried about Hugh Freeze at, at all. My my biggest issue with Hugh Freeze is not that he cheated. I I've been saying for a while now that I want players to get paid. Um, it's that he cheated and got caught, uh, and he was cheating more yeah. than you were able to get away with. Egregiously. Yeah. And if nothing else, even if he does it cleanly, the NCAA is going to have a, a van parked on Sanford Lawn. And if for nothing else, I just don't want that near Bruce Pearl. <laughs> so I I just don't want Hugh Freeze. Not that he's the not NCAA the was all over here when Bruce Pearl was first hired. Because yeah, if you've absolutely. got a pass, you expect things to happen. And exactly. So, yeah, and I, could, I want I want happen. as little NCAA attention on Auburn as possible. Hugh Freeze is one of the very few people uh, walking on planet Earth right now that can say he has defeated Nick Saban more than once 
something he was able to accomplish as the Ole Miss head coach. 334-887-3401. We want to hear from you. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. As we go to the phone lines right now, joining us here on the program, we've got... Terry from Auburn. Terry has called into sports call. Hello, Terry. Good afternoon, guys. It's a, it's a great day. <laughs> happy Halloween. Day. Happy Monday. We figured you'd be happy a happy Monday, guy, Terry. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy. Very pleased. Very happy. Now I actually think Auburn has a shot against Mississippi State. Yes. Uh, do want to pass along. Cadillac Williams will be Auburn football's oh, interim head okay. coach. Oh, Cadillac done. Williams right. will be Auburn's interim surprise, head coach. Surprise, surprise. I like okay that. With that. Okay. A little surprised it wasn't Zach Etheridge, considering he was the associate head coach, but hey, great choice. Um. If it is Hugh Freeze, now I just heard uh, one of y'all comment. That, was that, which one was that? That's me, Tom. That's pretty much all of us yeah. feel that okay. way, though. Yeah. I think Hugh Freeze would be the most loyal guy to Auburn, quite honestly. Now, now, Tom, I don't disagree with the thing you said about Deion Sanders, and I think he would be a great hire. And, yes, I do think he would scare the living bejesus out of Saban and Smart. But I also believe that Florida State job is going to come open sometime in the next five years, and he will go. Because why? When Mama calls you home for supper, you generally go. All right. So here, here's my only disagreement with that. I and I hear what you're saying, and I understand that is definitely something that you have to be wondering about with that. Mm-hmm. But they have said that with every single coach that has come to Auburn. When you hired Gus Malzahn, they're like, "Well, you know, you just got Gus Malzahn until Mom at Arkansas starts calling. He's going to leave Auburn to go to Arkansas." You hire Bruce Pearl. Hey, enjoy Bruce Pearl while you have it, because as soon as Kentucky or Duke or somebody comes open and wants to get Bruce Pearl, he's going to leave Auburn. Butch Thompson. Hey, enjoy him while you got it, because as soon as Mississippi State comes open, he's going to leave Auburn to go to Mississippi State. We hear this all the time with coaches, and it hasn't happened. So. It's a, is that a risk? Is that part of the risk of bringing a Deion Sanders in? Sure. But I think the reward for him outweighs any risks that you that you can possibly have with him. Because look, well, look at it this way. Even if he leaves, if the dude comes here for three, let's say for two or three years, packs this place full of the best athletes that you could possibly get in the country, and then leaves to go to Florida State, okay, then you bring somebody in who has a full roster full of studs. So you don't lose out unless they just transfer with him. I don't know. I don't agree. I don't disagree with none of that. But Deion Sanders, how many of those guys can walk and say I was the greatest at my position to play the game? I can wear a gold jacket and deliver. I can lay two Super Bowl rings on your coffee table. How many of those guys can say that? No, none. And that's why Auburn exactly. needs to hire him so he can walk into any room of a, of a recruit that he wants and and at least give Auburn a chance of signing. Can I can well, I, I outline my? Is this we're just talking about this? Can sorry. I outline my concerns? No, you're fine, Terry. Um, and I, I kind of want to get my piece out before I have anybody saying anything. Deion Sanders would absolutely fix the recruiting issues. And I would not hate Deion Sanders. It would be something different. And I like something different. It, 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 everything you've said, Tom, is true to this point. But everywhere Deion Sanders has been, the talent gap he has been massive because of him, what he has done. And again, absolutely, I would fix a lot of problem of Auburn's problems right now. Deion Sanders, you're not going to create that much of a talent gap with Georgia and Alabama right now. Auburn is not going to. If you think that Kirby Smart and Nick Saban are not going to get theirs, even if Deion Sanders comes to Auburn, 
Nick Saban and Kirby Smart can't, can't lay Super Bowl rings, but they can lay a lot of national championship rings. They can point on those walls and say, oh, hey, that guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer in a couple of years, I put him in the league. I made that guy happen. Deion Sanders doesn't have that right now. So sure. Deion Sanders would be a good recruiter. I, I He would be a great recruiter. But I just I don't think that Deion Sanders is going to create the talent gap that he's been able to create at other places because this is the highest level of college football. And you have opponents that are going to be able to match what you do. And then if you even if you if you erase the talent gap completely, you make Auburn and Alabama equal as fr- from a talent standpoint. Do we think that Deion Sanders is a good enough X's and O's coach to to win those games? Can he is he good at the chess match of football? And he might be. We don't know. But as I just everyone's guaranteeing that he is, and I, I have not seen anything like that because again, this is the highest level he's been at is Jackson right. State, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I, those are my concerns with Dion. Yeah, no, and, and I, agree. I, it's risky. Uh, it, that is a risky, risky hire. But I, I think the rewards outweigh the risk. Like, like I mentioned. Now, we, yeah, we don't know how he would do when his loss is here. But I, I think he can start closing that talent gap. I, I think absolutely. I think instantly he can start closing that. That already puts Auburn in a better position than they're in right now. Right. You, you don't have to equal Alabama and Georgia's talent gap. Immediately, like from day one, like one year, but you you got to at least show some positives and start getting Auburn competitive, and then show that this is a destination that you want to come to and come play for prime time and and do all those things, and then the wins and losses will start or the wins will start coming you, because you just have better players. So you I don't, will I, have better players than Arkansas and the Mississippi schools, sure. But can you can he is he good enough to compete with champions? Keep compete with teams. That have equal talent. Is he good enough to compete for championships? Yeah. I think he could. I we don't know. He he yeah. might be. I'm not saying he isn't. But I but just you, don't but, know. And I think Lane Kiffin is. But see, that's the, the thing. thing I, you take that chance with any coach that you. Oh, hire. absolutely. Any head coaching hire will be a gamble. Well, Go ahead, back Terry. To Terry. Go ahead, Terry. Go ahead, Terry. Go ahead, Terry. Uh, Tom, I think the most interesting thing about Deion Sanders is what the staff he could put together if he came to Auburn. Right. Well, I mean, he's got a hell of a staff at Jackson State right now, Doesn't made matter. up made up of former NFL players and former NFL mm-hmm. coaches. And you got to think the reach that Deion Sanders has within the coaching community and the from the college coaching community and the NFL coaching community, that, that man's reach is far, far stretching into realms that you probably can't even fathom. Yeah. So I, he's not just going to be. I, I just I could not imagine that Deion Sanders is just going to have to settle for you know Joe Blow D-backs coach who nobody else wants but will take him. I, I think that a lot of people will just be falling over themselves to come and coach not just for Dion but at Auburn because now you also got to remember one of the big selling points they're about to open here in in two months they're about to open a 12.5 million dollar football only facility oh, yeah. it's state of the art Auburn's all a destination Auburn is a destination so, job yeah so I'm not I'm not concerned at all that he can't find a staff I I, I feel like that there would be assistant coaches absolutely tripping over their own feet to try to get here to coach and so this is why I've been I've been a Hugh Freeze guy for a long time because I felt like he he says he could beat Nick Saban. Not only can say he can say I beat him twice. Not many people can say that. That's He's true. one of very few. They can beat him. They can't many of them say yeah. they beat him twice. Yeah. Gus Malzahn can say it. Let's see well, how let's see where that got Auburn. <laughs> yeah, true. So there are guys. Appreciate it. y'all. Have a great day, Terry. Thanks for the call. There it means a lot. That's uh, Terry from Auburn, formerly from Talladega, joining us there on the program. 
334-887-3401. It's Halloween, and Auburn football has fired their head coach. That head coach, Brian Harson, his birthday is also tomorrow as well. How about that timing? We've got birthdays and sports to do in just a moment and a couple of your phone calls as well. This is Sports Call. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster. Follow us on tweeters. Follow our sports call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back in. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show on Halloween. This is Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, I'm J.J. Jackson with Tom Peavy, Brant Daughter, and Cam Berry. Auburn football has fired Brian Harson. Brian Harson's time as the Auburn head coach is over. Cadillac Williams, the interim head football coach for the Tigers. John Cohen, although not official yet, the Mississippi State Athletic Director, set to be named the AD here at Auburn. Another interesting storyline there. Auburn's heading to Starkville this weekend. So Auburn, by the That's time fun, the game it? plays out, That's fun. Uh, will likely have named John Cohen their athletic director, and then they're going to travel to his old stomping grounds and uh, and take on Mississippi State with Cadillac Williams as the interim head coach. Of course, every Monday uh, there's a press conference within the Auburn Athletics Complex with the head football coach and several players. That was canceled today. Uh, for obvious reasons, and onward we go. Auburn now will uh, start to figure out who that next head football coach will be while also playing four games here. Auburn uh, trying to get to a bowl game here this season in 2022. So was was the picture legit of the rider truck that was backed up to the athletic conference? Very yeah. much so legit, yeah. yes. Very legit. Now, was it for Harson unpacking his... No uh, telling. Nobody knows, but it's definitely a funny picture. It was, okay. But that was legit. That was not a Photoshop no. picture. Yeah, that was legit. Yeah, legit a rider truck yep. backed up to the football. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Let's go to the phone lines. 334-887-3401. What do you think? Brian Harson fired as the head coach. And um, what what what's next for Auburn football? Signing day, still a little over a month away. you got to be able to capitalize... On the transfer portal, a lot of things to be done with this Auburn football program. Next up, Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve is here with us. Hello, Steve. Happy Harson Got Fired Day. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And uh, I'll say, I, I'll ask more little fingers. Uh, some of these are from, I got from uh, some websites. How about the potato famine is over? <laughs> okay, what else? And let's continue. Uh, I'm taking this from uh, one of my uh, series I like to watch on TV. Uh, the Auburn Family Horror Story has finally ended. There you go. Not the American Horror Story. Yeah, the Auburn Family Horror right. Story. Okay. Yeah, right. it has ended. So, guys, oh, by the way, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yes, sir. Same to you, Steve. Yeah. And it is, uh, you know, 
uh, Satan's birthday today, and Harson's is tomorrow. Yes. He'll get a nice birthday present of, uh, I think, $5.5 million payout in 30 days. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, what a way to go. All right. Now, guys, I want to ask you, I have some comments and questions I want to ask you. I just heard from you. I think, J.J., you said that uh, Mr. Cadillac is going to be the interim Yes, coach. sir. Is that right? Yes, is. sir. Is that, is that a slight, do you think, or, or not an insult to um, Zach Etheridge? Hey, no idea. Yeah. No idea. Those two can hash it out amongst themselves. If anything comes out, that might be a story. But I, I think I think pretty much everybody in Auburn is pretty happy for Cadillac right now. I, I don't know if Zach is upset about it, but, you know, I, I like it. Um, so, yeah, and and, and there's, there's a lot more insults to be thrown around associate head coach and title for zach etheridge but cadillac williams has been on staff at auburn longer than zach etheridge has and uh, i think those guys are going to continue to they were auburn players at the end of the day so i think they're going to continue to uh they're, they're going to continue to do some good things and, and support this program in cadillac moving forward okay i just didn't know how you thought maybe zach might take this and by the way guys if you haven't already do you think it would be inappropriate or awkward for me to ask you, I'm going to ask you anyway, uh, could you get maybe some insights from uh, Kevon Reed? He's doing well, have spoken to him today, yeah. and uh, in good spirits, but uh, have not um, discussed anything further than that, and uh, I'm not going to share anything further than that. No, that's fine, I just want to get yeah. Doing uh, well, thank you for asking. Speaking, speaking of awkwardness, you know, I didn't erase it. I watched the Auburn football review yesterday, I said I was safe. And I saw the demeanor, you know, uh, of a Andy Burcham, I and he always tried to be up, up. But what kind of a spin, and how awkward do you think, guys, if you were Andy Burcham, would you be, or not be maybe, uh, having done the last few Auburn football reviews with Harson? do you think Andy Burcham felt any awkwardness or knew that this was coming? You, you know, I don't know Andy on a personal level, but I, I know him kind of professionally, and he's nothing but professional. Uh, he's He's always going to give his best, even in situations where maybe personally he's not extremely happy, so... I feel like even if you know he felt like Harson was going to get fired, he wasn't going to let that uh, upset his work at all. JJ, you know him better than I do, so I you can speak to that. I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. I, I do know him on a personal level working with the Auburn Sports Network uh, in the facet in which I do, and he's always going to do his job at the end of the day and also love people for who they are at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, there was no level of awkwardness for Andy whatsoever. It was his job at the end of the day to do the Auburn football review, and that's what he was doing. No, I'm just wondering, you know, even if I was uh, him, you know, professional-wise, if I had any link or not that he was being gone, that might have been a little bit different for me to have that kind of pretension. But Andy would also be the first person to tell you, Steve, that as the voice of the Auburn Tigers, as the radio play-by-play voice – he is not in these inner circle meetings. It was not Dr. Chris Roberts' first thing on his mind to make sure Andy Burcham knew that this man was set to be fired. You know, he okay. finds out when everybody else does. Speaking of that, guys, do you have any sense that uh, Harrison knew that this was going to be it for him today? I think he he's not an idiot. He's seen the writing on the wall. I think he expected it. I don't know if he expected it specifically after this game, but I don't think it comes as a shock to him. Okay, now... Moving on, I noticed, guys, that the uh, statement by uh, Auburn University left out Harson's name completely. Right, guys? In our press release, yes. Yeah, the press release, his name was not mentioned. Yeah, and I've never seen that happen before uh, in my past of uh, coaches being fired or or resigning. They've always mentioned his name. What do you make of that? There's also not an athletic director to issue a comment 
Uh, you know, you do have Rich McGlynn with an inner. So that that press release was. Um, it was uh, missing a couple of things there, Steve. Not only did it not mention Coach Harson's name, but um, it uh, also did not have any quotes or commentary from an athletic director, just that uh, President Chris Roberts made the decision and that a national search would begin immediately. You know, typically, you know, when these happened in the past, uh, the, the president or the AD, of course, would say, I want to thank so-and-so for his time here as I coach, but nothing like that at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Harson didn't make many friends. Uh, no, he in, did not. in the in the Auburn University, I get the the university as a whole. So I I don't know. I think, Auburn's PR I staff think, again. Uh, there's no uh, as a PR person, you go to the person that's delivering this the news and you say, "What is a quote that you want me to put out with this?" And there's not an athletic director that's able to do that at this time. Right, but even McGlynn didn't make any statement either, and he's the interim. But then you don't want so, people to start connecting the dots that this is coming from an interim AD that the firing took place or anything like that. I think it's okay that Auburn operated it this way. Okay, yeah. moving on, guys. If you didn't know it, you're going to know it now. I have a little few nuggets from Jason Caldwell as to how this all came about and why Harson was so – I mean, he brought this football program down – really quickly just a couple steve here because we are going to chat with jason caldwell later today and we've got other calls to get to here sure you're doing this dead period when starting january 14th of this year the first week of that brian harson according to jason caldwell visited only a few schools in birmingham during that same time guys kirby smart went to 27 schools yeah that's look that's been the georgia you name it that's the the Report from Sports Illustrated coming out about Brian Harson not making the trips to the high schools is is when he lost me as a fan. Uh, I, I, at that point, I was ready to move on. Um, the recruiting was going to be bad, uh, but if you don't put in that type of effort, it makes it worse. So Harson being bad at recruiting is one of the biggest reasons he's gone. Well, this is even more atrocious. It's Gates uh, goes on to say that during the fall season, okay, this year, the offensive line coaches and tight ends coaches didn't go on the road until the bye week. Why? Because that directive came from Harson and was not indicative, he said, of the work ethic of the assistants. Now, this is really, um, um, really, uh, this is really, really, really bad. Do you know how many uh, four and five star players uh, Alabama had this year in State of Alabama? How many is that? Thirty-five. Do you know how many we got of them? How many? Three. This, this is unbelievable. This class, he said, features twenty-two five star and four-star prospects in the state of Alabama. We got only three of those. That's it. That was it. Okay, uh, enough said. Now, moving on, guys, about your list. Yeah, last thought. Okay. Uh, I'd say the top three would be Lane Kiffin. I really don't want you to freeze because of his poor judgment. You know, he tried to contact and persuade a potential witness to convince her to maybe rethink her uh, witness testimony about a uh, person, I guess, that, that was involved in that he was friends with. Uh, that's not good decision-making to do that. Plus, we will talk about the hired escorts that he uh, called on his phone, right? Uh, but mine would be Lane Kiffin, Mark Stoops, and possibly Deion Sanders. Lane Kiffin, why? Because he is, from that list, a lone candidate that has attended the Nick Saban School for Wayward Coaches. Yeah. Okay. All right. And hey, you know what today is, guys? Halloween. In, in NBA, NBA history. What's that? The first black NBA player. How about that? Played in the NBA in 1950 on this date. 
His name was Earl Lloyd. Didn't know him. He's also a Basketball Hall of Fame person. Uh, he was inducted in 2003. It's a good Got anniversary to celebrate. Awesome. Right. Now, guys, we're one-to-one in the uh, World Series, guys, and we're returning back to the home for the Phillies. What are your chances, guys, that uh, they pull it off? They've got a lot of work to be done. Steve, thanks for the call today. All right, guys. Hey, happy Halloween, and I'm so relieved that I can actually look forward to watching some Auburn football again without hiding my eyes. <laughs> All right, with that, say, hey, have a safe Halloween. Enjoy that rest of the afternoon, guys, and we'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Until then, War Damn Eagle always. War Eagle. That's War Damn Steve joining us on the program. 334-887-3401 in sports. He's right. Game three of the World Series is tonight. The series has moved back. Two Philadelphia Phillies versus Astros. The Astros remain the betting favorites to win the World Series and to be world champions this season. More phone calls to the state capitol we go. Jones from Montgomery is on the line. What's on your mind, Jones? Well, after that run-on sentence, I don't know that I can remember my thoughts, but I'll <laughs> give it a try. Um, look here, um, Steve, you're a great caller, by the way. Look here. Now, with the exasperation that Auburn fans have been feeling for the last several years. We've got ourselves a real conundrum. I think if we do not hire Deion Sanders, here's what's going to happen. We have a depleted, imploded program as far as players. It starts on the lines and linebacker, et cetera. I ain't got to tell you guys, but we're in a mess. So if you get a, a similar type of person like a Stoots or a Lane Kibben, there's nobody's going to fix Auburn's program for the next three years. So the exasperation is just going to manifest more and more. If you get Deion Sanders with his swag and all the stuff he brings, I think Auburn fans would sit on their hands and watch rather than exasperate of the negative thoughts that are going to happen. Do you not agree if we just get another Harson or another boob like Gus and try it? Auburn fans are not going to be patient enough. Then you've got another $20 million buyout. Do you Here's- see my point? Here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Auburn's offensive recruiting is, has been really, really bad. You, you don't have great, you don't have any highly ranked wide receivers, even though you've got some great talent over there. Quarterback room is pretty empty, uh, even though I like the potential of Robbie Ashford. The offensive line's been bad for a while. On the defensive side, though, you've got Colby Wooden, you've got Derek Hall, you've got a you've got a four star in Wesley Steiner. Owen Papa was the number one linebacker in the country as a senior in high school. You don't have depleted talent on that side of the ball, even though you, you might about to be. Um, I, I d- right now, talent on defense is not the issue. It's not like Auburn doesn't have guys. They just don't have enough guys. So it's, I, 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 don't think that, I don't think the roster is in as bad a shape as people make it out to be. Uh, but you absolutely have to fix recruiting. Here's the thing, though. Lane Kiffin has been working the transfer portal as much as anybody. He's going to go out and get guys that can contribute immediately, and I would rather have that than than high school guys even. Uh, and I don't know. I I like Dion. I've I've already outlined my concerns with Dion Sanders. I'm not going to go through that again, but I don't know. I I think that the I think Lane Kiffin comes in here and recruits. Uh and maybe not as well as Dion, but darn close and certainly uh certainly well enough to compete and certainly well enough to fill out this roster with guys who are better than the guys that Auburn has right now. That's gotcha. well, I can live with that if you're uh you sound like you got more information than I do, so 
I know, I'm just that. I'm just some punk on the radio. I don't know I don't know anything <laughs> as far as insider well, my, information my, my or anything. My concern is this. I mean, Auburn has to get this right. We have to get it right. Absolutely. We can go back to 1950, Earl Brown or whoever the heck it was. And I'm concerned that there's not any Auburn people in the mix. Somebody that people will be patient with. Nobody is going to be patient. I know I won't be if we get another lunkhead, boob, whatever we got the last three or four. Yeah, Gus got lucky and came within 13 seconds, et cetera, but he still basically deteriorated the program beyond measure and got his huge buyout. Now, this guy came in talking a bunch of crap, but he never really walked the talk. And I think players nowadays, these young guys, they see right through that kind of crap. They see it, and they're not going to, and they might say something positive, but the actions speak louder than words. They always have. Look at the play on the field. They try, but they're quickly diminished by a bad play, a bad whatever. So I just think we got to get this right. And it might be that we go just way outside the box. But it better be a good guess. If we do, I would love to see an Auburn guy, a Tracy Rocker, maybe not his head coach, but a Tracy Rocker, somebody that wants to come back that loves Auburn like us grads do. And we haven't had that lately. Yeah, I, I think that that uh, is something that a lot of people, I know that Derek Brown tweeted today that he'd love for Auburn to hire Ronnie Gardner and bring him back to, to lead the mix. I think a lot of people would get behind those uh, former Auburn guy movement. Right. Good point. I appreciate your time, gentlemen. Good show. Hey, thank you, Jones. That is Jones from Montgomery calling into the show. Uh, I, you know, I heard um, I, I have an issue hiring a guy to be a head coach that has only ever been a position coach. And and I understand yeah. that Rodney Garner's been doing it forever. Del McGee's been doing it forever. They're great recruiters. They have put a ton of guys into the NFL. But if all you've ever been is just that position, how much control do you truly have over the offense? What kind of staff are you going to hire? You don't have enough control yeah. to for me yeah, to, to lead a program. Let's get another phone call in here before the end of the hour. We go back to the phone lines. Our buddy Matt is on the line, and he says – He's in Boise, Idaho, guys. So Matt's on the program. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, I heard Auburn fired her coach or something. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's yeah, the yeah. rumor. That's, yeah, something like that. <laughs> look, I'm not, look, I'm not a Gus Malzahn fan, but to say that he decimated our program is, is uh, I'm not sure how accurate that is. He never had a losing season. He's the only coach we've ever had that never had a losing season. He he was uh, he he was he was the poster child of mediocrity. Yeah, I, you know he didn't he didn't kill the program. He didn't get it over the top. But I he think saying he killed the program he, was a little harsh. That yeah. was a little too now yeah. where now where he where he did kill this program was on the offensive recruiting and the talent the the talent on the offensive side of the ball. I think he but did, it, he was I think still he, recruiting better than any head coach in the history of the program on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, in total. Mm, I question that. On the offensive side of the ball? The offense was bad, but you put everything together and still nobody yeah. was recruiting at the way he was. I am always going to agree the offensive recruiting needed to step up. Yeah. But then are you but just... But if you look at some of the guys, look at some of the guys that he brought in that just didn't pan out. There well, were five-star guys that came, you know, four- and five-star guys offensively that came in. You know, Kyle Frazier was, Kyle Frazier was supposed to be the man. Uh, and just didn't work out, you know. When I, and, and, well, and that and that goes into another thing that a lot of people said about Gus Malzahn was his lack of development of quarterbacks. 
you could bring in the best of the best, but if you can't develop them even further than where they're at, then then what good are you? And so that's, that yeah. was another See, that, big knock on would, him. That would be my point more so than recruiting was retention and development. Um, you know, and, and I think that that uh, Malzahn's offense is, is kind of like mayonnaise. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that, my my whole thing not, my whole no. thing with Gus Malzahn on that offensive side. Now, I mean, man, we've gone off on a Gus tangent all of a sudden, and but, I don't want to do that. Thirty I, seconds left. Basically, I mean, he was struggling with the offensive recruiting because the system was not preparing those guys to go to the NFL, and right. guys like Nick Saban and Kirby were using negative recruiting. Uh, to the high school kids telling offensive linemen and receivers that you don't want to go to Auburn because that system is not going to prepare you for the league, and they listened. Yep, I agree. Matt, uh, so good to hear I'm from you, man. I'm, I'm on the lane train. Okay, and that's a good Bring spot to be in. That's a good Choo-choo, it's on the way. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> good, to, good to hear from you. Um, you like me guy being a train right there? I, I have been. Choo-choo! I have tweeted Choo-choo, choo-choo no less than five times today. Choo-choo! See, I keep I, I keep doing the uh, the uh, gif of uh, Dion saying, looking at his watch, saying, "You know what time it is." <laughs> oh man! All right, let's uh, let's take a break. We've reached the end of hour number one of Sports Call here today, alongside Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Berry. My name is JJ Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call gets started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson with Tom Peavy, Brandon Daughtry, and Cam Berry. On this Halloween Monday, happy Halloween to everyone out there. We hope that you're doing well and uh, that you're going to get to enjoy some time with your family uh, throughout the rest of the day and into the evening, trick-or-treating. We hope that it is a whole lot of fun for folks a little bit later today. Brian Harson has been fired as the head coach of the Auburn Tigers. No longer our head coach. Uh, also, John Cohen appears to be set to be named the next athletic director for Auburn. As we get this hour of the program started, let's get ready to celebrate our birthdays in sports. Time for today's birthdays in sports. All right, it is time for today's birthdays in sports brought to you by Max Credit Union. Our birthdays today, first up, 
Robert Alford is turning 34 years old, a current free agent cornerback, played four years of college football at Southeastern Louisiana. First team All-Southland in 2012, drafted in the second round of the 2013 NFL Draft with the 60th overall pick by the Falcons, six years with the Falcons before being released in 2019, and then played three seasons with the Arizona Cardinals. Robert Alford is turning 34. Iki Nkwanu is turning 22. The NFL offensive tackle, a rookie for the Carolina Panthers, played three years of college football at NC State. Nickname Iki was given to him by a former coach for his resemblance to Iki Woods, the number six overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Iki Nkwanu is turning 22. Chris Clemens is turning 26. NBA G League guard for the Maine Celtics, played four years of college basketball at Campbell where he was a Big South Freshman of the Year, three-time first-team All-Big South, Big South Player of the Year in 2019, played with the Houston Rockets for a couple of seasons before signing with the Maine Celtics in the G League. Chris Clemens, one of the top scorers all-time in the NCAA, is turning 26. Fred McGriff is turning 59. That is a former MLB first baseman. Crime dog, Fred McGriff, turning 59, Brant. Yeah, he was drafted out of high school by the Yankees in the ninth round of the 1981 MLB draft, Was made his debut with the Blue Jays in 1986, was a full-time starter by 1987, played with the Blue Jays, Padres, Braves, Devil Rays, Cubs, and Dodgers. He's a five-time All-Star, a three-time Silver Slugger Award winner, two-time home run leader, and a World Series champion with the Atlanta Braves in 1995. Pretty darn good. I remember him uh, not with, not. I don't remember him with the Braves, but I remember hearing his name when I was younger. Yeah. Tom, you remember Fred McGriff? Absolutely, crime dog. Crime dog, baby. Yeah, he could hit the baseball a long yes, way, could. man. Great baseball player. World Series champion with our Braves. Mike Napoli is turning 41. The former MLB first baseman and current MLB first base coach for the Cubs. Drafted out of high school by the Angels in the 17th round of the 2000 MLB draft. Made his debut with the Angels in 06. Also played with the Rangers, Red Sox, and Indians, including three stints with the Rangers. An all-star in 2012. He was a World Series champion with the Boston Red Sox in 2013. Mike Napoli is turning 41. Marcus Rashford is turning 25. He is a forward for Manchester United. Scored two goals in his debut with the Manchester first team in 2016 as an 18-year-old. That is pretty impressive. He has been in the Manchester United system since he was seven years old. That's so notable with the soccer players getting in systems and clubs very young and growing from there. An FA Cup champion in 2015 and 2016. He's widely recognized for his charitable work outside of soccer. And then finally, Nick Saban is celebrating his birthday today. The Alabama Crimson Tide head coach is 71 years old today. Saban turns 71. Robert Alford, Iki Aquanu, Chris Clemens, Fred McGriff, Mike Napoli, and Marcus Rashford all celebrating their birthdays today. That's a look at birthdays and sports. Birthdays and sports brought to you by Max Credit Union. Two convenient locations in the area to help you out. Stop by and say hello to them on uh, Gay Street in Auburn and on Frederick Road in Opelika. 334-887-3401. Next up onto the program, we've got our very good friend, let's see. Matt from Tallahassee. Matt from Auburn is on the line with us. Hey there, Matt. The Mr. Mash. I need a muster mask. It gave us mask. There you go. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween. 
Hi, Wendy. How you guys doing? Quite well. How are you, sir? It's been a little uh, bit. Hey, hey, Cam. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Fine. Hey, is, is that Tom? Uh, Tom's here. I'm here. Tom, we're not fired. Sweet. I, I, hopefully, Harson's the only one fired today. Yeah, it's all your fault. It's your, it's your fault. Your fault we lost a lot of games. <laughs> we'll see about that. What you got on your mind? Hey, so what do you guys think about the new Ed Decker that Auburn hired and then Cadillac being entered? Cadillac C. Interim and John Cohen set to be named the uh, athletic director coming over from Mississippi State. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know enough about him. I know that uh, John Cohen is a guy that some Mississippi State fans were unhappy with, but a lot of people are always going to be unhappy with athletic directors. So uh, I'm going to wait and see how he does at Auburn and make my judgments from there. Well, I can't. I got a, I got a question. I know, what do you think about uh, Cadillac as interim coach? And you think that he can be the head coach, or you think the Auburn probably go after prime time? Yeah, I mean, I like him as the interim head coach. He's a he's an Auburn man. It's close ties. Uh, let him finish out the season. I don't think that Auburn will hire him as the permanent head coach. Um, I do think they might try and make a push for for Deion Sanders. Uh, also, Lane Kiffin. I think you know those have been the two top names that have come out. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't see. Uh, I, I like that the Cadillac got got the opportunity well, to lead. Well, Wait, well, you guys, I got an authorial question for you. Do you guys remember when I was listening to 107.5 and uh, they were talking about, do you guys remember when Bruce Pearl was at Tennessee and Lane Kiffin was at Tennessee? At yeah, the I, same did, time. I, do, I do remember hearing about that. So I read about that this morning. They were talking about that um, – they may hire Lane Kiffin, and Bruce Pearl would be happy with that if Lane Kiffin came over to uh, Auburn. They'd be working for the same school again at the same time. Yeah, I think that'd be a really fun storyline for this. So, like, uh, who's all left on the uh, the team for Auburn? Is Ashford still there? As of right now, yeah, there haven't been any roster changes for Auburn. Today's a day off for the players. They go back to practice tomorrow. Uh, we'll hear from Cadillac Williams at some point, I would imagine, and uh, and go from there. So, Cam, say, so Cam, last, last question, then I'll probably do it here. Um, do you, what round, do you guys can all answer this, what round do you think that um, Cadillac, well, I mean, uh, Tate Beasley will go in the NFL? Um, I'm not really sure. He he might his draft stock has really dropped um this year. I mean, he's still an extremely talented running back. I think we all know that. Um, but it might benefit him to stay another year. Um, maybe we'll see or transfer. I don't know. It, it's I don't know. Not a hundred percent sure on that one. Thanks. Yeah, I I uh. Tank's a first-round talent, but the production hasn't been there, I think, right yeah, now. It, just, based on the, the fact that he has not had as productive his career as he could have and uh, the fact that he plays a position that's not highly valued in the NFL, I think he falls to rounds three or four. But I think this is going to be his last season in college football. What do you think, Brent? Brent, what do you think? That was Brent. That was me, yeah. That was Brent. 
Uh, so what, Cam, what do you think? You Cam's already yeah, answered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, what we, we, we we'll see what happens with Tank Bigsby, hey, is, buddy. Is Brooke in today? Nope. You've you've talked to all of us. It's me. Hey, Brooke, hey Brooke's fired. Brooke has a hard hours. There you go. We'll see if we can get him to pay that up. All right. Five, four, three, three two, two, one. one. War Eagle. Hey. 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 Beat Bama. Bama 48, 45, 63, 13. Booyah. Hey, I got nothing. I got nothing. Go balls. Beat the Bulldogs. There you go. There you go. All right, buddy. Have a good week. Enjoy Halloween. Well, happy Halloween, you guys. All right. That's Matt for Auburn from Tallahassee joining us there on the program. All right. Let's take our first commercial break of our number two. Happy Halloween, everybody. More sports call right after this. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call Auburn. Happy Halloween. How are we feeling? Feeling pretty good? Feeling great. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm apprehensive. Feeling. Thrilled. <laughs> Dan, I, well, I mean, I'm I'm apprehensive to see where Auburn goes in the direction, but, I, I mean, this had just hit such rock bottom that it, you just feel like you can only go up from where you're at because, I mean, you're literally in the doldrums as far as your football program goes, so I, it, it's got to go up. It, it, if you hire somebody that's even worse than Harson, then I'm going to question what the hell is going on with uh, that. Like, I, I just have a hard time like celebrating a, somebody being fired because well, it means the program has failed. Yeah. You know, and not saying that I didn't want Brian Harson fired. I did. It was time to move on. But you know, I, I can't celebrate somebody failing like that, especially at Auburn. Yeah, I, you know, and not saying not it. trying to like take fun away from anybody. You want to have fun, have fun with it, whatever. The but program I don't failed. I was like, he I, failed the program. Yeah, I mean, like I, I grew up. At, well, he's the face of the program. He failed. The program failed. It's the and the program is moving on. It's the right decision. I don't know. I grew up the son of a coach, and, and again, not a coach that's going to make fifteen and a half million dollars for getting fired. But you know, I, I watched my dad get fired once or twice, uh, and, and like that's, that's hard, man. And it's a lot harder on a high school coach than it is a college coach. I get that, but still, like it's. I don't know. I have a, it's, it's, it's feelings for me, you know, more than just like, it, the other thing is like Brian Harson's been good everywhere he's been until he yeah. got to Auburn. I mean, he, he, he was, was super successful at Arkansas state, uh, had, had 10 wins every year at Boise, except for two third winning his coach by winning percentage prior yeah. to coming to Auburn was, behind Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney over the last 10 years was, was Brian good Harson. as the, the OC at Texas. And again, one of those two years that Boise didn't have a ten-win season, they only played seven games. No. But but the thing is, though, from the moment he got here, he was not doing things that he needed to do. And, and I'm, 
were there people that did not want him here? Of course there was. But I don't I I disagree with the people that say he was never given a chance here. Yes, there were people against him. His back was against the wall by being hired against the will of a lot of people. Yeah, However, jump. He, he didn't help himself. He did not help himself. He he was he was absent in the recruiting trail. He was absent in the transfer portal. Uh, he was absent as far as just being the uh, a head coach. You have to be part politician. There's there's parts of that that you have to do. He was not doing that part. And let, so there's let's be so real. So many things he was not doing that was no fault of anybody else that may have already been against him. He did not do himself any to. He did not do himself anything to get in the good favor and in the good graces of the people who were already against him to begin with. And on, on top of that, you know, you mentioned the, the politician aspect of this, Tom. Brian Harson is hired as the head football coach in the uh, height in the midst of a pandemic that's going on. Remember, his vaccine status was the biggest thing that the national perspective had right. was the Auburn football's vaccine status. That was, from the outside looking in, what so many people were discussing with Auburn football. That feels like years ago, but that happened. That that was yeah. kind of the way he was viewed, and whether that is a yeah, right or wrong change. reason, that turned people off of him, and he was just never able to recover, never able to be won back over, and that sort of thing. Uh, Brad LaRondo, Eric Keesaw, Darren Usher, and Brad Bedell have all been removed from their positions as well. There you go. Yeah. Wow. That is a, uh, a huge overhaul. Now. That's breaking right now, yeah. Oh, goodness. So that that is everybody Cleaning that came house. over from Boise. That, that So they cleaned house. Yeah. Well, bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, I hate to yeah. say it, but. Yeah. All right. I, I, not not unexpected at all. Yeah. I mean, that, just, that is just no. what is happening right now. No schmetting yet. Oh, uh, no schmetting yet? No schmetting yet. The. I'm sure it's coming though. I would I would imagine. So that. Jeff Schmetting still in place. Jimmy Brumbaugh, the defensive line. Uh, Christian Robinson there with the linebackers. Will Friend with the offensive line still in place. I Killyard with wide receivers. That's what it is. Yeah, a rundown of, of kind of guys still in yeah. place. So you'll have analysts very that interested step up to into see spots. Very interested to see who's calling plays. Right. Because <laughs> we, we have four games left. That's, well, I mean, Schmetting's still there. He might still call the defense, but I don't know. No, Nobody on the staff has ever called off has ever called plays offensively before, I don't think. We Unless, have <laughs> I don't know. Four games left. Yeah. And, and again, we'll have more of a, uh, a picture of what that looks like whenever Cadillac Williams meets with the media. Uh, still undisclosed when that will take place, but he'll have a better... Um, He'll be able to tell us what his plan is in terms of game day operations and that sort of thing moving forward. But, yeah, big news today. Auburn football has fired Brian Harson as we uh, are set to chat with Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers here in just a little bit. And in a way, Tom, we felt that we'd be talking about this new athletic director uh, for Auburn right. for being the, the big storyline. But uh, you have to think if this John Cohen thing, which, again, has not – we don't have a press release for this yet – we haven't publicly heard from John Cohen uh, discussing this. He probably had a hand in, in going ahead and, and let's rip the Band-Aid off. He was the athletic director that hired both Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State and Mike Leach. So he has been an athletic director that has made some hires and, of course, famously a baseball coach for Mississippi right. State that's gone on to uh, several College World Series, and he's a good buddy of Butch Thompson's. Yeah. 
so yeah, I mean, Butch Thompson should be. I'm, I'm assuming they have a good relationship, right, so, so I'd so imagine Butch is <clears throat> is probably elated with this. Yeah, he's like, bet. Um, it, you know, and I, it, it, right now it's pure speculation on on exactly how this all went down. Me personally, I I honestly I feel like that the decision was already made between McGlynn and Dr. Roberts. I, I think these decisions were made, and I think part of the vetting process of finding your new athletic director was the agreement that, hey, listen, this is going to be made. The, these decisions have to go a bit, but we've been holding off the announcement until we get you on board, and then we can go and – I, I think that I don't think that. So you think if, that's why it we feels it really feels like it does feel like they're just waiting for the new AD to be hired. That right. It feels like that's the only reason it took this long. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think that within literally the minutes of Cohen being announced as the AD, which still has not even been officially <laughs> made. That just within minutes that he would be like, all right, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, and you're fired. They, I don't, I don't buy that for a second. I, I think that these decisions were made with Rich McGlynn and Dr. Roberts. These were passed on to Cohen, to Cohen, yeah. and saying, you know, uh, this is Do what's gonna, th- yeah, this is what's gonna happen. Do you agree? If you agree with that, then let's go. Let's get this ball rolling. If you don't agree and you have, uh, if you're hesitant on this. Then we might need to look somewhere else because this is what's happening, and and let's jump on board and get this rolling. That's how I think it went down, but that's also speculation. But I, like I, said, I I don't think that John Cohen would have just like within the moments of gotten getting hired immediately fires the entire Boise staff right, cause he, off the football yeah, team. Yeah, because he doesn't exactly 100% know. Like, well, I mean, that would be like, him doing that without even meeting right, with them. with no knowing whatsoever. So which, I don't I mean, think Maybe you that, don't need to meet them. I no. mean, maybe that's the kind of person that he is yeah. where he's like, I've seen from the outside that this is obviously not the move, and maybe he right. just having conversation, you know, with during his interview process said, however that went down, that he's like, that everybody knows he brought Boise guys in to kind of, help him and that's not working so anybody boys are related see ya cool bye including you i don't know well i i definitely think that chris roberts made this decision i yeah. I, I think that he i think that he was waiting until he hired an ad to decide right. to to go ahead and do this i think it's it is good for john cohen to come in your first job is hire a football coach that is the very first thing that John Cohen's going to do, and I think that's a great place for him to yeah, start. It's a good rather title than of how his tenure is fire. rather than having to walk up to somebody you've just met. Hi, nice to meet you. Get out. Yeah, it's a it's a good beginning for him. A good way to kind of you know just I mean hire somebody and, and, and get his, and yet, get his do, tenure started. And, and yet, Doctor Roberts is going to have the ultimate say as the president of the university. He's going to have the ultimate say. But Rich McGlynn, being the uh, interim AD, is also playing a role in that. I mean, obviously, Doctor Roberts has the final say so in that. But I think that was more a him and Rich McGlynn both working together to try to get things ironed out and, and go ahead and make this decision done. Again, I, I everybody's crediting John Cohen with this. I don't think he is the one that made that decision. I think the decision was already made. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. When we come back, Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers will join us here on the program right after this on Sports Golf. When you hear these we're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize, but I don't think we should. A spooky, scary skeleton shouts startling shrilly screams. They'll sneak from their sarcophagus. JJ Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. 
Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. Eric McDade State Farm is a proud supporter of local sports and the community we all live in. Eric McDade has been proudly serving the local community since 2019. Whether you need auto coverage, home coverage, life insurance, or even renter's coverage, you can rest easy knowing that Eric McDade has your back. Stop by and see them today at 907 2nd Avenue Suite A in Opelika, or for more information, call 334-759-7431, or find them on the web at drivewitheric.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Eric McDade State Farm, proud to be a supporter of local sports in the community. The Atlanta Falcons are back in the hunt for a playoff berth, and you can come along for the ride. Tune in to your exclusive home in East Alabama for the Atlanta Falcons. Tiger 95.9 all season long for all the hard-hitting action. Hands to Patterson, left side, he'll score standing. Oh my goodness. This new-look team has their eyes set on the playoffs, and you don't want to miss a single second of the action. Fires over the middle. And it's intercepted again at the Atlanta 41. A.J. Terrell coming back down the far sideline and he's out of bounds at the 45. Coverage from the Atlanta Falcons radio network begins two hours before kickoff. Snap, spot, kick from Koo is away, and it is good. Atlanta wins. For a complete schedule of broadcasts, make sure you visit our website, thetiger.fm. It's another action-packed season of Atlanta Falcons football on your home for the NFL in Lee County, Tiger 95.9. Brought to you locally by Sam Adams Oktoberfest, Empire Petroleum, Coca-Cola, TK's Convenience Store, and Auburn University Credit Union. Through the years, friends and family have enjoyed the great taste of shrimp baskets, mouth-watering po'boys, fish, crab claws, burgers, and so much more. While our menu is constantly changing, we are still serving up the best shrimp baskets with the goal of offering an enjoyable, affordable service to each and every one of our guests. Wow. After all these years. Still eating at the shrimp baskets. And eating shrimp baskets. Visit shrimpbasket.com to locate one of our many shrimp basket locations. For 50 years, Snapple has been satisfying and refreshing America. Now you can get a great-tasting Snapple at any one of your local 17 TK's convenience stores. With over 30 flavors to choose from, you are sure to find a Snapple to quench your thirst. Hey, did you know pigs can get sunburned? Well, you would if you'd picked up a Snapple, because each bottle has an interesting fact on the inside of the cap. So stop by any of your local 17 TK's convenience stores today and grab an ice-cold Snapple. Do yourself a flavor with Snapple. Let the ASE certified technicians at Kenny Knox Tire Center handle all your tire, auto repair, and maintenance needs. Located just off I-85, exit 77, Valley, Alabama. This is Philip Lolly, former Auburn Tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 National Championship team, and you are listening to Sports Call. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. Efforting our uh, conversation here with Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers. Guys, it's a busy day for these reporters out there. 
Just Why? a little bit. Tons of uh, tons of news breaking and such, and uh, we'll do our well, best to, to catch up. With right, our buddy uh, Hokinson said he was on his way to uh, meet with uh, Harson when the news yeah. came. <laughs> really silly. Yeah. yeah, he had a he had a meeting with him at uh, at noon. At noon, and the news broke at eleven. He, he said that he had written something that Harson was not happy with and was meeting with him. Oh, and then Man. all of a sudden the news broke. Well, I guess that yeah. was canceled. Yeah, the meeting the meeting did get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. Sheesh. What a day. What a day. Auburn has uh, moved on for Brian Harson. 9 and 12 his record. 21 games. Didn't good. even make it two full seasons. Started 6 with Auburn and 2, football. man. I started 6 and 2. No thought, doubt about thought that. Thought we really freaking had something there. Thought we had something. And, yeah, and man. you know it just, just all, all kind of fell apart really at the same did. time. It fell apart, and it fell apart fast, man. It's like just from Bo breaking his ankle, and then yeah. it was just when when Bo. Well, <laughs> it started because Mississippi State started to come back yeah. before Bo broke his ankle. Uh, but I mean that that entire ugh, that yeah. I I said this last week. I'm going to think about that Mississippi State game for a long time because. It was the beginning of the well, end. Well, no, because you start out, you're leading 28-3. to three. If that game continues the way it's supposed to oh. go, it's like a 56-10 to 10 win. That score Bo's, forever. Bo's out of there by middle of the third quarter. He never breaks his ankle. You beat South Carolina. Right. You beat Alabama. Assuming that everything else goes the same, you beat Alabama with better quarterback play. He goes 10-2 and two in his first season as Auburn's head coach. You freaking right. got something. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it it, well, that, it obviously the, that didn't happen, and man, what right. if? Well, and that would be the positive momentum that – you would need as a head yeah. coach, especially in your first year, to a, show yeah, some first positive year you, momentum. You go ten and two. Sure, yeah. Kids are flocking it to you all of a sudden. Now, now here, here's a huge question. I mean, you were talking about all that, and I heard the, again on the way up here to the studios, listening to the Fine Bomb Show. He says specifically in that Iron Bowl game, if Tank Bigsby does not run out of bounds, oh, we probably win. We win. Yeah, and absolutely. then are we sitting here ready? Are we still sitting here firing Harson after he just uh, beat Alabama? I think I probably. think with the way this season is yeah, going, yes, probably. Right. Is he just the only because... Auburn head coach to go undefeated against Alabama and still get fired? Yeah, yeah right. It, well, it's but just... well, again, but they, but for Auburn, and that's the thing, and that's where Alabama fans joke so much about Auburn is that that seems like that's their no, game. Yeah, and, and it's and like you no, got to think big no. picture. You have to go big picture. That's not the end all be all. Right beating now. Bama, beating Saban, that's not just going to save your job sure. every week. See. Gus Malzahn sucking, sucking, so, sucking that whole season. Oh yeah, it, sneaking up on Alabama in Jordan Hare Stadium and and getting a, a win and then stinking it up the rest of this season. No, I still think we're firing him, even though losing, he did beat Alabama. But no. it would be interesting. Houston, it's yeah. just all no. You just no, 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 no. Can't do it, man. It's just all gone downhill. All right, here we go. It's our Auburn Bank phone line at 334-887-3401. So honored and thrilled to chat with all of our sports call callers and guests here on the program. And uh, each and every Monday, we have the honor of chatting with our good buddy Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers. What a, a day it has been so far with all the news that's breaking. Jason, we certainly do appreciate the time. How would you describe this Monday to us, buddy? Yeah, I just has anything been going on? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, uh, digging it, deep it's here. It's been a day. It's <laughs> been about four. It's been about four days, to be quite honest. Uh, when you look at, at four days worth of news in one day, and it's not done yet. Uh, there's still more going on. We're, we're learning that you know um, several assistant coaches and support personnel have been fired or let go as well, uh, as of just you know recently, uh, including. Um, offense coordinator Eric Keesaw, uh, Brad Bedell, tight end coach, um, 
off the field assistant, off the field guys as well. So um, now this thing, it's going to be a going to be a, a, a very different looking um, crew for these last you know four games for the Auburn Tigers as they uh, as they get moving forward here. Uh, Jason, uh, just like I have, you have been here for a very long time, and you've seen quite a few coaching changes. Uh, where does today and this announcement rank in kind of the the scheme of those? Because I know you know we were both here for the Bowden debacle, the Tuberville deal, the Chiswick deal. I mean, we've been we've seen a bunch of those. So where does this one rank? Do you feel? Do you feel? Yeah, um, it's yeah, because of the social media aspect of it, and because the information is is out there so much quicker it feels like this one has been very different um if if this if 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 Bowden had happened this time it would be it would have been very similar um i think just because of the social media aspect of things but no it's uh it's definitely wild um to see everything that's going on um and and the way it's kind of happened Talk to us about the timing of this, Jason. I mean, this is something that we've talked about uh, since the season kind of turned south with this Auburn football team, that changes could be made. A lot of people wanted to bring up the bye week as a time that Auburn might make a change in leadership there. Why, why today? What about the timing of this? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's all Dr. Roberts. I think you look at him and, and doing what he's, you know, it's his timetable. Uh, and here's the thing about it, I think. I think, I think the plan was, you have an athletic director maybe next week and to, to do something. I think once it got out about John Cohen, Mississippi State said, hey, we want, we want something now. I think the plan was originally, hey, later this week to, to kind of see what's going on. But um, you know, once that didn't happen, uh, everything sped up a little bit. And the thing is, you do it, if you're not going to do it during a bye week and you're going to wait, Monday is the day. Players do not practice. They don't practice today. It gives it gives now Cadillac Williams, who is going to be the interim head coach, it gives him an opportunity to obviously you look right now. It gives them and this a chance to to kind of rework this coaching staff. There'll be a lot of work that has to be done between now and, and tomorrow afternoon when they take the practice field. But um, gives you a chance to kind of let the players digest it for a day before they start to work on Mississippi State. So it, yeah, I think the timing of it is is. Um, in terms of ideal, you'd probably like to do it ideally during the bye week. But I think once you get your AD in place and he says, yeah, I, I think we're going to make a change, you know, I don't think there's any way around it. And then President Roberts says, well, we'll go ahead and do it now then. And I think it kind of worked that way and, and everything fell pretty quickly. Hey, Jason, have, have, you, uh, uh, have you talked to any of the players either on the record or off the record to kind of get a pulse on what's going through their heads right now or it's still too early in all this? Yeah, not, not a, nothing on the record. I saw we saw some players coming out. We were over there. Um, they had a team meeting this afternoon. They saw some players coming out, and I, my, these guys are smart guys. They understand that this is coming. They, they, you know, I don't think anybody was shocked. Um, and and you know, they also understand it's business, and it's a, it's now business for them in terms of NIL. It's a business for coaches, business for everybody, and they know that means you got to win football games. They didn't win enough football games, and that means, hey, there's going to be a change. So, I, yeah, I, I didn't see anybody that I thought was, was you know, leaving there and, and really upset or, or, you know, kind of, you know, shocked that it happened. That's normally when you see some emotions. I think most of these guys understood that, hey, uh, this is this part of the, the business of college football that we're, that we're living in now. Jason, uh, you, you still have uh, 
Jeff Schmetting uh, on as the defensive coordinator. He's going to call plays for the defense. You have fired Eric Keesaw. Uh, it's been announced. So uh, who's on this staff is going to take over <laughs> offensive play calling? <laughs> That's really interesting. I, I don't know. It depends on, depends on what you do in terms of moving somebody into that role. Um, you know, and I honestly don't know. It could be, you know, Brian Hartline could move in from, from an off-the-field position. You could move a Joe Bernardi in to coach offensive line, and Will Friend could be your offense, could be your, your play caller and offense coordinator for a week. you got Ike Hill. you got some guys with experience. I would. I mean, I might lean towards either Brian Hartline or or Will Friend being your OC for the final four games, and Joe Bernardi or Kendall Simmons moving on the field as as your offensive line coach. What did Auburn do well on the field Saturday against Arkansas, Jason? If if there was any positives as we look at those final four games coming up for the Tigers, what did they do well? Yeah, Robbie Ashford was the the thing that, that sure. was well. Him and Camden Brown, Javarius Johnson, those guys, I thought that was the bright spot for, for this team. I thought that's what they did well. Um, and I thought they did some really positive things in, in that regard. I think Robbie Ashford's really taken some steps forward, to be quite honest, at the quarterback position. And see his athleticism, his ability to, to extend plays and to, to make plays in, in the passing game. I thought he did a good job, and obviously 87 yards rushing. He's, he's become a guy that, that – uh, you know, defensive coordinators probably don't like seeing on the other side, and you know, just the experience, and the more he continues to mature and develop, has been, you know, that's been the biggest part of things for me. And quite honestly, that was really the only bright spot of Saturday. They didn't run the ball particularly well. Um, defensive, you know, issues continued to to mount. Um, you know, with a lack of depth and, and guys not making a bunch of plays. Uh, run, you know, run defense has been pretty bad to, to say the least. Kicking game wasn't real good. Uh, yeah, Robbie Ashford and, and you know some of those offensive things were about the only bright spot on Saturday. And that's what I was going to ask you about um, was the defense. Uh, it struggled, especially the last two games, um, and it seems to have regressed week to week. Uh, do you think that Jeff, Smet- uh, Jeff Schmetting is also going to be relieved of his duties soon? Uh, no, I mean, I think if you were going to do those things, you do them all at the same time, I, I believe. Right. And, that, and obviously it could change. He might decide, uh, hey, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and be done. But, it, you know, I, I would have thought if, if those things had happened, it would have all happened at the same time. Jason Caldwell is here with us from inside the Auburn Tigers. You can follow him on Twitter, at ITAT. Jason, let's talk a little bit more about John Cohen, the new athletic director set to be named here from Auburn. One, when can we expect an announcement uh, for this hire? And, and then two, what can you tell us? Who is John Cohen? Yeah, uh, I think he's a guy that is is really, uh, I, won't, I won't say a, a guy that has his finger on the pulse because that's what athletic directors do. So that's kind of a given. you got to understand you know, what you're doing Um but here's the thing I think about him. He's a guy that demands excellence. Um, he's going to be a, a hard-nosed guy, and he's going to demand, hey, this is what you what you got to do to be successful. I think the thing that jumps out to me the most about him is what he's done from a facility standpoint at Mississippi State. Uh, I talked about this, and you know, Tom can can tell you know some of the younger guys too. When you go to Mississippi State in in 1995 or 2000, even. It's, it's a glorified high school stadium. Yep. And it's not that way anymore. That is a stadium that, that – it's not as big as Jordan-Hare Stadium, but the amenities and everything surrounding that stadium right now are better than, than Jordan-Hare. Like, they've done a ton of work, not to mention best baseball park in the nation, all the things they've done everywhere else around that program. 
that's the thing for me. I look at it, people going, facilities, facilities. Well, John Cohen's done as much with facilities in Mississippi State as anybody in the country just about, and I think that's going to be something that I think Auburn fans can look forward to. Can't wait. Can't wait to see how all this plays out, what changes could be made, and more. And I know, like you said, it has been such a busy day for you, Jason, which means you are not short on content whatsoever. What's the best way to find it and maybe tell us some of the content you guys are working on? Yeah, well, yeah there's tons of stuff up there. I wrote a recruiting, a why it didn't work from a recruiting segment uh, earlier today that, that obviously has gotten a lot, plenty of attention, so you can check that out. Um, stories, podcasts, videos. It's all there, uh, and you can sign up today. And I think I think it's a seventy five percent off day, if I, I believe I'm correct. There you and go. So if you if you wanted to sign up, and I believe today was be about as good a day as you could find. Uh, uh, you can you can sign up and get a little bit of a deal, and, and come join us because, like you said, not not short on content and information right now. How do how does uh, trick or treating with the daughter impact uh, what's going on today? You going to squeeze everything in, in? In the car right now. And there you uh, go. That way to do a little <laughs> bit early, early, early trick or treating. Not a whole lot. Just a few select places, and then uh, heading home. Have some fun, Jason. Thanks again for the time, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, that's uh, Jason Caldwell, dad duty, and also squeezing us in uh, here on the program today, which I certainly do appreciate. It would be on the busiest day of the year, wouldn't it? Uh, Trick-or-treating is important. Those are good memories for everybody, and uh, glad people are getting to do that here in the Auburn and Opelika area. All right, let's take a break. We're back with more Sports Call right after this. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome back into Sports Call. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween to everybody. It is also a day that Brian Harson has been fired. Brian Harson is no longer the head football coach for Auburn University. He has been relieved of his duties. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 Just a few minutes left here in hour number two before we have to go to a break. So with those minutes, we'll spend them by chatting with... James from Montgomery. James has called into the show. Hi, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle, sir. Yeah, I know everybody is upset of Brian Harson and uh, the University of Auburn uh, releasing Brian Harson of his coaching duties. Um, who do you think is going to be like the administrator head coach um, for for the remaining of the 2022 and 2023 season? So it's it's going to be Carnell Williams. They have already announced that he's going to be the interim coach. So, Carnell, I I knew I I knew it. It was going to come sooner or later because uh, Carnell Williams he has a great uh, he has a great tie with Auburn. He played at Auburn for many many years, and I think he's going to be a great head coach when that time uh, comes available for him. And, you know, I, I congratulate him as well. And I hope he does very well with the, with the Auburn staff and the Auburn football team as well and uh, pushing this program uh, forward in the right direction as well. 
Yeah, best of luck to Cadillac Williams taking over as the interim head coach. And now Auburn's got to begin a search for a permanent head football coach. So a lot of people talking about Lane Kiffin, Deion Sanders. Those are the popular names as uh, guys that could come take over this program. Well, I mean, with Lane Kiffin, he could stay at Old Miss because he's doing a really uh, he's doing a really amazing job at Old Miss. But for Deion Sanders, um, I'm still trying to see how things are going to look for him in uh, Jacksonville State. So if things don't turn around for him, then you know that that coaching spot will be opened up for him, and it. And, you know, I would like to, you know, congratulate him when he comes to Auburn in, sometime in, in the near future as well. So you think he could be the next head coach? I think I, I think he would be the next head coach for Auburn. And I think with Robert Ashford, uh, I'll probably say with Deion Sanders and his son, I see great things coming out in, 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 in the near future. With uh, Robert Ashford, Robbie, and, Robbie Ashford, yeah, uh, Robbie, yeah, Robbie Ashford and uh, Deion Sanders' uh, son that plays at Jacksonville State. I see those two guys being best of friends, being best of roommates, and uh, getting getting Auburn to win a lot of national championships. Uh, in the near future as well. That's the goal in all of this: is to find a way to get Auburn to be competitive and to win some championships. Yeah, because I know with. Everything that I've seen over the years with Auburn, we have a great facility. We actually have a great, uh, a, a brand new football practice facility that's going to be, uh, that's going to be up and running probably like in 2023 or 2024, somewhere around in there. Uh, we have a great, uh, women's basketball program that's stronger than ever with our new, uh, head coach of, uh, of the women's basketball team and Coach Harris. And a great uh, men's basketball program that's ready to look. I mean, when basketball season starts, and you know, I think next month, I I, I probably see, um, I, I'll probably see like a great uh, improvement for for the men's and women's basketball team to actually make it to the Final Four this year as well. The season starts this week, both both men's and women's. The men's season starts on Wednesday. The women's season starts on Thursday. Yes, because uh, I actually looked at the women's uh, schedule, and their, and their schedule looks very, very easy. They play right Tuskegee the on Thursday. Yes, yeah, so they would be playing an exhibition game against Tuskegee. Um, I think that's going to be a big win against Auburn as well because Tuskegee. Um, I've looked at their schedule over the years, and they're they're not competing with an SEC squad like Auburn as well. I don't know why we had to play a school like that. We should have played somebody, you know, like a, a Florida, Tennessee, Texas A&M, you know, for the exhibition game or just actually play yeah. against each other as well. We're, we're not allowed to play SEC schools for exhibition games, James. We had to play somebody like Tuskegee. Yeah, so I think I think that We were just be... following the rules. Okay, okay. I, I see, I see. Yeah. I, I, I see. Yeah, you so, did, it's not good for us to break the rules, so we had to follow the rules and play somebody like Tuskegee. Yeah, so I think... Um, I mean, that's going to be an easy win for us because, I mean... Their basketball program is not that good. Um, I I can I know about that school because um you know it's right like 
40, it's like 45 minutes. It's in minutes. the area, yeah. Yeah, so I, I know about their um, basketball program, and their basketball program is, is like not that good as well. Their football program is not doing so well. Their baseball program is not doing good. Their softball program is not doing good. Uh, their track and field program is not doing very good. So I think that school is, is, is like going downhill as well. Well, James, we certainly do appreciate your commentary today on the program, but we got to take our next commercial break. So how about we talk tomorrow, okay? All right, sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle. There's our good pal James from Montgomery joining us here on the program. That is uh, going to do it for hour number two of Sports Call. We want to take your phone calls moving forward. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call gets started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson, Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, and Kim Berry here with me inside the studio. Well, we've got a lot to say here on the program. Brian Harson has been fired as the head football coach for Auburn University. And uh, it's also Halloween. Happy Halloween. A lot of things taking place on the show today. We want to take your phone calls as well as we go back to the phone lines. Shag from Tuskegee. Shag is joining us to get started here in the third hour of the program. Hello, Shag. Yes, sir. How y'all doing over there? I'm quite well. How well, are you sir. today? Okay, the guy that just called in, was it James? It was James, yeah. Well, James, you need to go back and do some more research on Tuskegee. I can assure you one thing. Thursday night, all the University basketball team going to be in for a dogfight. The nope. coach that they have, Buddha, she can coach. Yeah, it'll be a she, fun women's game for sure. And, and she, she, been, I think she won the conference last year. She won the, the, the tournament a couple of years. And our softball team had this best record ever. They actually made it to the tournament last year. So he he thinks it's going to be a cakewalk. It won't. As a matter of fact, the Uni- Tuskegee University, I do, I run a gym for public housing in Tuskegee. And on several occasions, they, me and their women, We'll come over there and practice in our facilities when they got activities going on on Tuskegee campus. Like this week for homecoming, they'll be over there practicing. Oh, she got a good team, and they're going to put up a fight against Auburn. And I'll be right there looking at it at 7 o'clock Thursday night. That's right. I can't so wait. Tell James, throw his old research book away and go get him another. Go get a new one, yeah. <laughs> our football team has won seven in a row. Even though I hate to say it, my team Owen and almost going just up. So Tuskegee is on the move. They're doing big things. 
though. That's that's what I wanted, and I hope he's listening. That's going to be a game Thursday. We'll, we'll, I can't we'll send a message along to him, yeah. Uh, all right, appreciate that. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. That was Shag from Tuskegee joining us there on the program. Busy week, Tom. It's Halloween today, and then the basketball season is here on Wednesday. We've got a men's yeah. exhibition and a Thursday exhibition for the women's team, too. Yeah, not a lot of time to uh, sit back and catch a breath if you're in the jobs that we do and all the beat writers. I mean, it's a it, it's nonstop, and then when you have something yeah. like today pop up with with a new AD, firing a head coach, now you got to look at the coaching search. But, yeah, you got basketball, and you got the men's basketball team, which is still a – highly highly ranked program that a lot of people are excited about this year with some newcomers so i mean yeah there's no chance to take a breath it's it's just non-stop non-stop excitement when you're an auburn tiger we uh we just heard from shag <laughs> in tuskegee let's stay in tuskegee and joining us on the program tony from tuskegee tony is here with us hey tony hey how y'all doing good yeah, how, how are you, doing, you sir? sir yeah i see shag didn't mention it but Auburn stopped playing Tuskegee back when I was in high school because they couldn't beat them. <laughs> Dang. I mean, I don't know whether you all might be too young to remember it, but uh, I'm too young. Tuskegee, before they came up with the bracket, you know, before they came up with the bracket, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the guy that um, played offensive line at Auburn, Big John Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, his mother was an All-American, and they went to the uh, finals. Not they went to the finals before they came up with all the uh, NCAA went to the finals. They lost, oh, wow. I think, Cal Poly. His mother was an All-American, Berlinda Sullivan. How about that? Yeah, but anyway, uh, what about the coaching situation up there? I don't think Lane Kiffin is. What Auburn wants. I don't think his personality to make it at all. I I mean I I think I, I honestly think that Lane Kiffin is the number one guy on the list right now, uh, followed very closely by Deion Sanders and 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 a lot of people it's going to be Deion Sanders and then Lane Kiffin. It seems like one of those two are who the vast majority want. And then you can sprinkle some other names in there. Uh, I just think that with this new AD hire, you have a new president in place. You have a new AD that uh, should be in place, and uh, I think they're going to shoot. They're going to shoot for the stars. I, I really don't think this is going to be another one of those. Them are the boosters. Uh, so, well, it depends on it depends on what you believe. Um, and, and well, we'll see. And here's the thing: is I, I and I posted something on social media about this. It, it's a difference between. Uh, being being pessimistic and, and and excited, some Auburn fans are going to look at it and look at the past history and go, well, of course the boosters are going to end up with the ultimate say, and we're going to end up with a former Auburn assistant like Rhett Lashley or something. However, if you're optimistic and you listen to what was saying and you listen to the fact that Dr. Roberts, the new president, says that he is going to give full control to the AD to make these decisions then you think that it could be a Lane Kiffin or it could be a Deion Sanders. So yeah. I, I I want to lean on being optimistic and saying that John Cohen, the AD, the new AD, will have the full control to be able to make the decisions that he wants. Yeah, regardless of who it is, I, I believe Auburn people just hope they have the best coach. Well, that's, yeah, what, that's what you hope for. Absolutely. You, yeah. yeah, well, you know, Lane, like I said, Lane, he's been proven. I wish they'd go get Bill O'Brien at Alabama. 
Get him, get him out of Alabama. <laughs> I, was like, I think I think a lot of Alabama fans might be happy to see him go. They they have not they've not been too uh, too terribly excited about him. I mean he's he's done a great job there, but I think there's been some things with with Bill O'Brien and that offense that they haven't been happy about. But uh, him or Pete Golden. Yeah, I just hope they. Yeah. I just I, I hope they get a, a splash head coach hire, and then that coach yeah. puts puts the. Uh, uh, a, a, a huge staff together. Yeah, I just hope Auburn do something great for the kids in the program. You know, whoever the best coach is, I'm not going to say Deion Sanders because, you know, I'm not in a position to call. He, you know, he's been won some games in the uh, swack or whatever, but, you know, when you're talking about major college, that's a big difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll have yeah. to see where it goes. I mean, it, yeah. we're still kind of in the starting stages of all this. So, uh, yeah. the the thing is, there's going to be a lot of names that pop up. Uh, the, Deion Sanders and, and Lane Kiffin, those two names are going to be out front with everybody's yeah. discussions until you hear something different where somebody says uh, they either they sign an extension with a school or they just flat out come out and say, no, I'm not going to Auburn. Those two names are going to be up there all the time until they say it's not happening or until Auburn hires one of them. Yeah, but, but I don't think Auburn had this problem again. I think they'll make, you know, uh, a big decision. You know, who, whomever it is, it'll be somebody looking forward to turning the program around. Yeah, I I think so too. I I I, I feel good about this one. I and yeah. and I have not felt good about some of the others, but this one I I'm I'm feeling good about. I, I have a yeah, I don't I have think really make, good feeling. I don't think you'll make two mistakes in a row. Yeah. No, not, I don't think so. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. Auburn has learned their lesson, but we yeah. shall see. All right, then. You all have a good day, and I enjoy your program. Thank you so much, Thank Tony. You. It's always good to chat with you. We appreciate that phone call right there. Shag and Tony, back-to-back phone calls from Tuskegee there. And again, Auburn women's basketball, they take on Tuskegee in an exhibition game coming up on Thursday. You can listen to that entire game on our sister station, FM Talk. 93.9. Let's take a commercial break. Sports Call continues in a moment. If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who you gonna call? May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. My name is My name is My name is Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 This is Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 Welcome back in Tanger 95.9 FM. It's Halloween. Spooky. I love that song. What is this from? Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it a movie? It's a good one. Very good movie and a great soundtrack. It's a very, very good movie. Haven't seen it. Shocking. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Do you think I would... would Is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? You know, it's both. I I think Halloween. (laughs) I I always think of it at at, at Halloween. You're going to say both, Tom? Yes. 
What did you say? The Halloween Before Christmas is the, the name ni- of the movie? It's, it's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. But it, but it really kind of goes more... See, it goes more Christmas than anything. Yeah. Because it's the, it's the Halloween town and Jack Skellington, and then he discovers Christmas town and becomes a happy fan of he goes, Christmas. He's, he's the mayor of Halloween town, and then yeah. he discovers Christmas town, and is like, this is different. Yeah. What's this? What's this? <laughs> it's a great movie. Is it scary? No. No. It's, it's, like a, a, kid, it's a kid's movie. Oh, it is? Yeah. All right. I might have to check it out then. <laughs> it's good. It's claymation, if that means anything yeah. to you. Oh, it's claymation. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is a little bit easier to watch than yeah. some of that scary stuff. You, that's you're, out there. you would probably get scared over the Oogie Boogie Man. The, the Oogie <laughs> Boogie Man would terrify you, JJ. Does the Oogie Boogie yeah. Man terrify you, Brant? Uh, he did when I was younger. So it would terrify JJ. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the th- JJ and I have a similar tolerance for horror movies. Neither like neither of us can do them at all. So like, oh, if yeah. I'm over it, JJ's probably over it too. Yeah. The three of us are similar then, because I also do not do scary movies. I see JJ over there in it. Well, so now Danny Elfman is this him? That's the Oogie Boogie Man. That is terrifying. Yeah. So, yeah. so that is he's terrifying. a sack man. He's a sack man full of bugs. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. He is full, full of bugs. bugs? Yeah. Full of bugs. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Danny Elfman. Uh, it's Tim Burton. I forgot that yeah, it's a Tim, Tim Burton movie. Yeah. So Tim Burton did the movie. Danny Elfman wrote all the music. So what we were just listening to tonight, uh, uh, this is Halloween. All those songs were written by Danny Elfman. And the singing voice of Jack Skellington is also Danny Elfman, but the talking voice of Jack Skellington is a different guy. So Danny Elfman Chris, wrote, His name's Chris Sanderson. Okay, that's the talking voice. That's the, toy, that's the talking voice of Jack Skellington. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, but the singing voice is actually Danny Elfman doing that. And for anybody that doesn't know, Danny Elfman is the composer of The Simpsons theme. Uh, just about every movie that Tim Burton has done, Danny Elfman has done the music for. Edward Scissorhands. All those Beetlejuice, yeah. So it's, they're he's got a who is it? Tim Burton's got a lot of like yeah. good like kind of like not horror but kind of horror adjacent movies. I guess right. maybe like more childish horror. Wait, uh, the crazy thing with Danny Elfman is that I, you know, I I'm a music nut. I I I love music. Uh, it was just weird, like Danny finding out like Danny Elfman was the guy that was in the song Weird Science with uh, was it Oingo Boingo. <laughs> he, was, he was the lead singer of the band Oingo Boingo and was the guy that sang what the song. What kind of a name is that? Oh, uh, that, that was, yeah, it was weird. Oingo but, Boingo? Oingo Boingo. But uh, there's a song, very famous song called Weird Science. In fact, there was a movie called Weird Science that that, that song was from. And, and, you know, to relate Danny Elfman that and then realizing that it's the same Danny Elfman that wrote all the music for the Simpsons theme and Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas, all that, and just I was like, "Wow, that's Danny Elfman that did all of that. That's pretty cool." He went from Oingo Boingo to one of the more renowned music composers out there right now. Boy, oh boy, three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. As we go back to the phone lines and joining us here on the program, we've got Shag from Tuskegee. Shag is back with us. What's going on? Yes, sir. I was just calling in response to what Tony had said about John Sullivan's mom. Who, who she did play at Tuskegee was All-American. I have forgot about that. That team actually went to Auburn that year and played them in the exhibition game. The year that they came, they finished second to Cal Poly in the Division Two National Championship. Mike Mitchell had a sister on that team that could jump out the gym. 
she was just like her brother. She could play. Wow. And they did come up there, and it was like 79 or 80. I can't remember. The Real exact close year game. Huh? I said, it, so you're saying it was a very close game. Oh, that big beat on. Yeah. They, they beat on. They, they actually did. He had some players that year. Like I say, they finished second that year to Division two to Cal Poly. And, uh, like I say, Tuskegee, I think, was like 25-2 and two last year. They're they going to be ready. They, they, they'll be ready Thursday. I know. They it's going to be a Georgia fun one. State. They beat Georgia State year four last, and I think they'll beat Alabama State, which that's Alabama State. Twice they win with them basketball. So it is not going to be a pushover. Well, thanks for the info there, Shag. It's always good to hear from you, buddy. Yes, sir. All right. That's uh, Shag from Tuskegee providing a little bit more information for us, again, ahead of uh, Auburn and Tuskegee going head-to-head in women's basketball. Men's got an exhibition game on uh, Wednesday. And then next Monday, Auburn takes on George Mason. You can listen to the game on FM Talk 93.9 for their first official game of the season or watch it on the SEC Network. Plus, yours truly, I will be the play-by-play announcer for Auburn men's basketball next week against George Mason. First men's basketball assignment for... uh, JJ Jackson. So there you go. Uh, gonna be fun. So I I want to re- see now. I want to transition back into some of this football talk real quick. I would love for you to do that, Tom. So, what you got? So here's here's one thing to keep in mind is we've talked about the NIL and things like that, and I want to read this statement from on three, uh, the on three NIL. So Auburn has now they formed a collective called On to Victory. You will have it for you listeners out there. You need to go and just look up what the collectives are. It's it's kind of complicated, way too long for me to try to get into, but it's a collective of money that is there for NIL purposes. This most, quote, most of the student-athletes at Auburn have signed on with On to Victory at this point. Right, exactly. Uh, so this is the quote about Auburn. Is quote, they're a sleeping giant that's about to flex because of their NIL muscles. Uh, Auburn-focused NIL collective On to Victory has raised around $13 million dollars and that may just be the start, especially with the right head coach in place. So that's that's uh, for for anybody for anybody out there that says no coach in their right mind would go go to Auburn right now and get involved in that mess. No coaches would fall over themselves to come to Auburn right now. You've got a thirteen million dollar NIL deal, so you got that that you can as that's, they that's say a pool of flex. recruiting money. That is sure. a pool of recruiting money. You add that, and it's it's not the end of it, right? Exactly, that's not the end of it. So you're at 13 million of NIL that you can use. Plus, you're about to open in December a 12.5 million dollar football only facility. Pretty good. I I'm sorry. I that, the whole idea that no coach no coach wants to come here and get involved in that bull crap. Any coach worth their salt would fall over themselves to come and get involved in Auburn. With that type of an NIL collective, opening a brand new state-of-the-art facility, you have a fan, you have one of the most passionate fan bases in all of college football. Uh, you you have the facilities galore along with what you're about to open. You've got other facilities. Jernier Stadium needs a lot of upgrades, and that's going to be on John Cohen to fix. <coughs> Excuse me, Jernier Stadium has got to come up. Uh, and, and get with the Joneses. Cause give, it, give that sucker a facelift and please put an upper deck in the north end zone. Jordan here has gotten woefully left behind, and that needs to be fixed because that is also a recruiting pitch. When when you can put a cathedral like Texas A&M has out there, that is very enticing for the high school kids to come and see. So you got to fix that. But 
there's so many things in place at Auburn already. And so, yes, coaches will want to come here, and especially now if you have an AD that from all signs is, is giving full you know, autonomy to run the program, hopefully whatever coach is will also have full autonomy to run their program. That's something that is also going to have to change, and we've talked about that. We talked about that at SEC Media Days that to be able to get a top-notch coach and somebody that you're going to be willing to hang on to is give them the full control. Has Auburn learned their lesson from some of the meddling that has happened in previous coaches? I hope, uh, but I mean, right now it sounds like they're shooting for the stars. And, and yes, I think coaches will happily come to Auburn for just the stuff that is going on right now with with. The potential, uh, you know, I like the idea of a sleeping giant because, I mean, this should be – it should not be a sleeping giant at Auburn. This should be a giant. Uh, it should be competing with the Auburns and or with the Alabamas and the Georgias and the LSUs. It should be competing on that level every single year and be a giant in college football and not just a sleeping giant. I, I also want to stress, I, I read that article that On3 put out $13 million is not what Onto Victory has. That is not its total collective. That is the result of the first third of a fundraising effort that has started recently for Onto Victory. So th- that number is going to continue to grow. So if you think $13 million is the end of it... On the up and up. That is that is the Just beginning. the beginning. That is the beginning of this particular fundraising event. That's going to be crazy, man. Keep you, it up. I'm t- and, and that's the thing is you get you get the right coach in here. This this thing could blow up, and, and I like Lane Kiffin. I you know I personally want Deion Sanders, but I think one of those two, and with the collective and with everything else that's going on, I mean those they, two are by far the most exciting. Yes, those are the most bold. They're the most bold. They're the most exciting, and the, I think the they're the ones. They, right, sure. they are the ones that can. Uh, they're the ones that can immediately get things rolling in the right direction. Now here here's the other thing, and. This could be maybe a difference between them. And I even told you, Brant, off the air, uh, I think for me, Deion Sanders is my 1A, and I think Lane would be like my 1B instead of a 1 and 2 because I would be perfectly fine with either of them. I think here's the where you have to look at with that. Deion Sanders in recruiting, I think Deion Sanders is the type of guy that can go in and sit down in a high school kid's house and get whoever he wants. In the transfer portal, that might be a little bit different. Lane Kiffin, on the other hand, has proven that he can absolutely kill it in the transfer portal. So maybe Lane Kiffin is where you want to go because you need some immediate gains. You can't just wait for the next recruiting cycle because this recruiting cycle is already probably a wash if you really have to think about it. You can maybe salvage some out of it, but you're not going to salvage much out of the high school recruiting cycle this go-round so you're gonna have to do it in the transfer portal lane kiffin may be your guy that can get that done even better than Deion sanders for the immediate gains we'll see what the future looks like for auburn football can't wait for uh happier times for the tigers it's it's odd playing halloween theme music when i'm trying to <laughs> wish happier times oh i love it for Auburn. but it's halloween we got to do this you know we got to do this Uh, We need to take a time out. Our show will continue here in just a moment on WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, the Tiger Communications app, and on the Sports Call podcast presented by Coca-Cola.
Want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at SportsCallAuburn.com. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. I'm JJ Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Berry. What a day it has been. What a day. It's Halloween. Have you guys always enjoyed Halloween? Where have, where have we stood on the holiday? Uh, I've always liked candy, so I guess yeah. I've always liked Halloween. I've always liked Halloween. Christmas is my thing. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a Christmas. I'm a Christmas guy. Uh, I would be in the same boat. Yeah, uh, but Halloween, I've always had fun with Halloween. Uh, I like dressing up, and yet I'm I'm still 45 years old, and I come up with some crazy costume because I actually run a, a costume contest every year at Fat Daddy's, so I get dressed up. And it has become and a was thing. was that Saturday night this past? That was Saturday. This past Saturday. Okay. Um, and, and I have come up with some doozies of late, and apparently everybody loves it. And so every year around Halloween, everybody wants to know. You're like, this is my time to shine. Well, well it just it, it turned into a thing several years ago that I just did for fun. And it was so good that everybody wanted me to up that the next year. And so now everybody expects me to up the standard of where I was. And so... This past Saturday, I was uh, I, I dressed as Les Grossman, the uh, Tom Cruise character from uh, Tropic Thunder, mm. and it <laughs> went over. It was a blast. Everybody loved it. But now I got to try to you know figure out what I'm going to do next year because yeah. everybody wants to know what That's I'm going to do for Halloween. So it's fun. I love it. Good holiday. Good yeah. holiday, all in all. Uh, and we hope that everyone's had a good happy Halloween. And if you're going out trick or treating later, stay safe, but have loads of fun. Uh, that's for sure. Tomorrow, November is here, and the uh, coaching search for Auburn football will continue. Brian Harson is no longer the head football coach of the Auburn Tigers. Gentlemen, this statement is no longer true. I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the <laughs> Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Still listen to Happy the Trails. Calls. Not anymore. Tra- yeah, rest, do rest still listen to, to the show. Still yeah. Do still to listen Cadillac. to the show. We need to get Cadillac on that. Make sure that uh, you continue to listen to the show, that's for sure. <sighs> it's it's. I'm just trying to imagine what a Deion Sanders uh-huh. kick R. would be. It's, it, it just sucks, man. <laughs> I hate, I hate to see people fail. Yeah. You know, but I mean. But I'm, he did. I'm with it. Yeah, it was time. <laughs> the thing is, he did. It was time. It was time to go. Don't like to see it, but he did, and yeah, absolutely, and, and, and he's going to be fine again. Fifteen and a half million sure. in the bank account, yeah, oh, pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, uh, seven million, I think, within like the first thirty, thirty within days, the first thirty days. Yeah, and, and I'm sure he's going to land somewhere. There's other, co- there's yeah, other. Yeah, he's going to get a, an OC job or a quarterbacks coach, or he'll go down a level. And be I think a head coach. I think you'll get another head coach probably out west somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean I legit think he'll get another head coaching job. It is always interesting. Just SEC see was way he was in over where, his head. Where the, the coaches go after their time uh, with Auburn comes to a close, if they do continue coaching, we're doing the same thing right now for. I'm Gus Malzahn, head coach of the Auburn Tigers, <laughs> and you're listening to Sports Call on WTGZ FM, Union Springs, Montgomery, Auburn, Tiger ninety three point nine. There you go. That's when we were on Tiger ninety three. I was not. W. I was not working here when yeah. that when that liner was playing. 
There you go. That was uh, Gus Malzahn and, and Brian Harson now formally. I've gone, I've gone through my first uh, head coach fire. Here we are. I've done oh, my first, first firing. One? I've done my first firing show. <laughs> wow. And look, we we got to keep it going. We got to figure out who this next head football coach is going to be. I wanted to say um, on social media a moment ago, there's someone else in Tom Peavy's camp. This is hilarious. Uh, Dickie V, yeah. Dick Vitale on this. Twitter. If I am new AD of Auburn U, I do not waste time, and I would immediately get after Dion Sanders. His communication skills are off the charts. Will be a big time recruiting success. I guarantee. The other coaches in the SEC hope it doesn't happen. Dick Vitale with his yeah. pitch noted, to Auburn. Noted football guy, Dick Vitale? Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> Loves his Tampa Bay teams. He knows what he's talking about. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, dude, in, in better health as uh, he was yeah, this time last year, which is great. So I love Dick Vitale. We'll I don't want him to make, to the, the, I don't want him to make the, the head coaching hire. <laughs> but, but, again, like I'd be totally fine with Dion. I think it would be exciting. Fair. Um Good stuff. Good stuff. We want to hear from you throughout the rest of the week in terms of uh, what you want to see happen with Auburn football. All right. As we continue here forward on the program today, let's do this. Now time for the best. Woohoo! And worst. No! 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 Of the weekend. Best and worst of the weekend here on Monday, October 31st, 2022. Worst of the weekend, gentlemen. I need to be caught up to speed. What what is what is the full story here? Some folks might have missed this as well. Rivalry games are a big thing. Michigan State and Michigan played one another, and a worse pair of a fight takes place in the top. Who give us the four one one? Who could yeah. speak up as to what happened right. there in that game? All right. Well, so there's multiple. Well, well, first of all, what happened in the game is Michigan beat the crap out of Michigan right. State. So that's the first thing they were in Ann Arbor uh, for coast. Con- Post game right. etiquette Post- and 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 uh, sure. just things that happen well, it, not great. Right. So you got to keep in mind it's a huge rivalry. It's Michigan, Michigan State. It's two teams, cross state rivals that absolutely hate each other. Actually, not even cross state. They're like just down the interstate oh, from each other. Close. They they uh, they hate each other. Um, so uh, for context, at Michigan Stadium, there's one tunnel. And both teams go in and out of the same tunnel to get to their respective locker rooms, which seems like a design flaw. Sure. Um, so again, uh, after the game, Michigan state is heading into their locker room, Michigan state or Michigan state's heading into the tunnel. Most of Michigan's players are staying on the field celebrating. There was some jawing and some stuff going on back and forth as Michigan state head into the tunnel. But if you watch a Michigan player, number one, whoever that is, you see him go into the Michigan state players into the tunnel with them. Now, Fast forward to a video that was taken inside the tunnel by somebody. Multiple Michigan State players are absolutely beating the crap out of him. They jumped him. They basically jumped him and assaulted him, like in in legal terms, assaulted this kid, whoever number one was, that ran into the Michigan State players from the press box camera. It looked like he was taunting them, maybe. Still no use, no, no, you know, you still don't beat the crap out of a guy, but they basically jumped him in the, in the tunnel. And so you get the video of multiple Michigan State players just absolutely beating the crap out of this Michigan yeah. State or Michigan player who eventually gets up, gets away from him and kind of actually runs away or is escorted out of it. But yep, four players are suspended, four players um, from Michigan State suspended and possibly, possibly facing yeah, charges, facing charges. Not a good look That's for Michigan awful. State. 
Yeah, not not a good look at all. 100% a worst of the weekend. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 to call in and be a part of the show. Anthony from Auburn. Anthony is here. Hello, Anthony. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Well, well how are sir. you? Good. See, y'all finally pulled a plug on that butterball turkey just before Thanksgiving. <laughs> butterball <laughs> turkey just before Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, that know, we fired Brian Harson. You know, they should have fired this guy uh, that doing that uh, off week, that bye week y'all had. Should have got rid of him then. The uh, deputy uh, uh, AD could have done that, or the president could have done that, or the board of trustees should have stood up and, and done it then. But he's around it, and keeps waiting have, and waiting. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't have changed anything. Whether you did it in the bye week or did it now, it wouldn't have really changed anything. It would have it would have given Cadillac a little bit more time to to get some things going. But in the ultimate scheme of things, yeah, it wasn't going to change Cadillac is Cadillac has been named the interim coach. Are you serious? Dead serious. Serious as a heart attack. <laughs> he, he don't have a resume for that. I just looked at his resume uh, a few minutes ago prior to calling y'all. There's nobody on that staff that would, but I mean, he's he's okay. he's got somebody it. had to be the interim. This that's a joke. It's a slap in the face because he, he don't have a resume. He's not ready for it, and it's not legitimate. Uh, slap in the face is all. Well, it nobody is. else I, has the resume, Anthony. I never would have accepted that. Uh, you know, he ain't even been a coordinator. Why not go to uh, Eric Keesaw to keep hollering and crying about y'all hollering and crying about He's been here. fired. They he fired was fired. Keesaw been fired, too? They, they yes. fired everybody from Boise that came here with Brian Harson has been fired. Except for Schmetting. Oh, had? except three? for Jeff Schmetting, yeah. How many coaches had? Three? Four? Four. I think, no. two, I think two on-field coaches and three staffers. They got rid of all those people. They hated them band that much. They got rid of all this <laughs> yeah. stuff right there. Cleaned yeah. house. Cleaned house. Uh, everybody yeah, that, that, Boise-related, almost. See people watching that coach potential coaching candidates. They're not coming over to Auburn because see they should look at if they really didn't want that man, they should have got rid of him after his first year instead of coming up with that stupid scandal. They all say, look, this ain't working out. Keep it from being messy. Paid the man, let him get away from there. Because at the end of the day, he still paid him all the same money. If you look at it, wow. he still got the same thing. You're gonna have to give him what twenty million this year. If you count this year's salary, almost what just a, uh, a shy under twenty. It's a, fifteen a and a half million dollars total. Fifteen million to get out of here this year, right? Yep. Yes. That don't include this year's salary, does it? It 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 is this year's salary. It is the rest of his contract. It's the rest of his contract. Yep. Yep. Correct. Fifteen million dollars to hit the road. Yep. Correct. You know, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, see, who else is on the staff that that could possibly? How about Jimmy Brumball? Now I would have settled with Jimmy Brumball. Well, we, I, I think most people thought. Uh, I think most people thought Zach Etheridge might get it, but uh, but it, uh, it's going to be Cadillac. Brumball has been a defensive coordinator at a couple stops. Uh, I read. I looked over his resume uh, a while back. I think at Colorado and somewhere else, uh, may perhaps Tennessee or somewhere. He's been a coordinator at least two or three different stops. So I would have uh, uh, definitely uh, been on board with Brumball versus Cadillac because uh, Cadillac clearly ain't got the resume for that. He don't, and you know it. Hold on, hold on. Anthony. Anthony. Huh? Last week you called in and told me that you said and told me that you thought Auburn should hire. Uh, who was it? Rodney Garner. Rodney Garner as head coach, and he's been nothing he had, more. Hey, hey, hey! He's a career thirty-year man. Uh, but he's never been a coordinator but, either. But that's a Pat Dye hire, gentlemen. Ronnie Gardner's a Pat Dye hire. Pat, Pat Dye ain't coached at Auburn since the nineties. I understand it, but I'm just saying I'm compare. I'm, what I'm saying is the reason is a Pat Dye hire because the man's a thirty year uh, 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 SEC. Pat Dye was a coordinator oh, and a head coach before he got to Auburn. Let me finish. If you would, let me finish. The reason I said it was a Pat Dye hire because of the way the man's pedigree, the man's resume. What's his resume? 
look here. Listen, he's been a position coach his entire right. career, and there's nothing wrong That's with right. that. But, but you still can be a pat down hire, even though he has been a position coach. If you if you listen, but see, you don't want me to talk. But uh, no, I really the don't. Man, look here. I know you don't, but you're gonna hear. It. Look here. The man Ronnie Garden is clearly a pat down hire based on. Like I said, a man's uh, 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 upbringing in the SEC, a 30-year career system, even though he ain't been a coordinator, even though he ain't been a uh, this or that, that is a pat die hire. I don't care how you, you, can't slice, how you slice the pie, that is clearly a pat die hire, and that's what Auburn needs a pat die hire. I know pat die been going away from Auburn 30 years, but, hey, I'm just saying, it, that's what kind of hire it is, and that's what Auburn going to need. But look at him. Um, Cadillac, oh, man, good God almighty. I feel sorry for him. He's going to lose them four games left on the schedule. Because, see, now the players, not only the – you know, I watched the game Saturday, and you could tell as the game went on, the players were physically beat down, tired, they mentally beat down. They ready for this season to be over with. Yeah, Nobody's so, Anthony, Anthony well, let, let's plug you back in, because we clearly had to break the news to you that Cadillac Williams was the interim head coach. The players had a players-only meeting today. A lot of them have been outspoken on social media. A lot of them probably – wanted this change to be made. A lot of them are sharing the news of Cadillac Williams now being their head coach. They are going to be incredibly motivated moving forward because this is a guy that they want to play for. It ain't going to do them no good, gentlemen, because uh, they've been exposed. He's been seeing the film. Everybody Anthony, as an Auburn fan, I pray to God that one day you're the athletic director since you know all the right decisions to make. No, I didn't say I knew all the right decisions. I'm just giving an opinion. I, look here, I got No, I you're, you're saying all this like oh, it's oh, fact, Anthony. I want you to understand something. Everybody's listening. To this. I got an opinion just like anybody else in America. Uh, you know, that's the great thing about America having liberties of having opinions. That, uh, you know, I got my own opinion. You don't have to like my opinion, but you will respect it. And I well, yeah, that. I, I promise you I that. I respect Our your ability to say it. Like I respect your ability to call into this show and say it. And don't have, and don't get upset just because I got an opinion. I mean, you know, it's just a football game is all it is. I'm not upset, you know, Anthony. I'm confused. I, you got people in the hospital now dying of cancer and all kinds of diseases. And people crying and and all this and the stress and things. And that's horrible. But what does that have to do with football? And you're crying and hollering about a football game. Who cares about some stupid football game? That's all it is. Well, you do because you keep calling into an Auburn talk show. Well, you know what? I don't have to call. Like I said, now I don't have to call on the show. JJ extended an invitation for me to come back. You're absolutely welcome to call into the show. JJ was real nice and gracious to do that. But look, and I'll continue to to be nice. Please, please, Anthony, please continue to call into the show. I'm going to speak up here. Please do. Please continue to call into the show. Okay. Because I, I, I can buy, you know what? The last Mustang I had, it had a satellite radio. Breaking news yeah, you know, Auburn has announced John Cohen is their new athletic director. But, that is officially official. That has been broken. They have a new AD in place coming over from Mississippi State. I'm sorry to cut you off there, Anthony. I just wanted to break that news uh, before our show expired today. So now we have an AD, and now an AD can go get us a new head football coach, Anthony. Well, yeah, he can. He had, now he's charged with the duty of doing that. But you know what? He's going to have to get that right hire, whoever that is. I don't know who it is. Yes, you sir. don't know who it is. But he's going to have to get it because if he don't, in two years it's going to be the same thing. Y'all y'all still paying Gus Malzahn? Yes, sir. paid off? See, that's $20 million. It's $20 million a day. Still almost, paying so Kevin Steele. Paying a lot of money. Like, you know, I like to round off numbers. So let's just say $40 because I like to round them off. It's $41 million, the number that Auburn's Owen coaches right now between Harson, Malzahn, and Steele. And then if things don't work out with the next guy to bring in, that's more money they're throwing away. So this guy is really going to have to get down with it, put together a list of, of how many coaches, whether it be four or five, that he really thinks can come in and get the job done. He's going to have to get it together. He can't make any mistakes. Uh, he's going to do what uh, Mal Moore did. I think Mal Moore got on a plane and people joked that he went down to Miami, 
tried to recruit Saban, but Saban wasn't, wasn't hearing it, so he had to recruit the wife, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to come on board, and, and that made the uh, punch that ticket and, and got it going. So this guy going to have to find a way to find out whoever that guy is, uh, get him in here. He's going to have to be able to recruit and do all the things that they need to be done and turn this program around. If it don't, it's going to be sad, 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 because this is the worst uh, uh, shape this program been in a long time. Might think about the Barfield years probably – uh, comes to mind as, as being the worst years uh, ever. But we're going to find out in the days that come in and, and next week's here yeah. that, uh, who they might have, who that person be. Uh, we don't know. Uh, could be Deion Sanders now since they made uh, Cadillac the interim coach for the rest of the season. That very well could be a reality now. It could very well be. I don't know. It, you know, it, it, it opens the door for it uh, since that move's been made. But Yeah. What does Halloween look like for you tonight, Anthony? You got any plans? I don't celebrate Halloween. I'm going to work. I'm a Christian. Uh, Halloween's an evil, wicked holiday, and I don't fool <laughs> with that. I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't know no better, but now that I'm an adult, and can I make can my see own that decisions. line of things. There you go. So now you're going to go get that money. I'm going. I got to go to work. Got to uh, make it happen. Uh, we got some big things going on in my job, and uh, you know, we're looking at new contracts and, and new business, and we got to do it. So uh, I got to tell get them ready. we said hello, okay? But uh, yeah, we'll I'm talk to you tomorrow. You. Give us a call tomorrow. Y'all be calling, y'all. Y'all relax. Don't get mad. Don't get upset because somebody has a different opinion, a different view than you may or may not have. And we're good, Anthony. We're on good terms. Thank you so much. Be on it. All right. Have a good one. That's uh, Anthony from Auburn joining us there on the program. All right. Press release. Auburn University. John Cohen has been named the new director of athletics. In the press release, uh, it has been noted that his first directive as athletic director, was to elevate Rich McGlynn to deputy athletics director, where the two will work together to further evaluate the Auburn Athletics Department. I'm extremely grateful to President Roberts for the opportunity to be the next director of athletics at Auburn University. Auburn is an incredibly special place, as is demonstrated by the Hall of Fame coaches and athletes that have been part of its storied history. I understand the traditions and values at Auburn and look forward to continuing those traditions. I'm humbled and honored to be joining the Auburn family, end quote. President Roberts says, quote, John has a wealth of experience in college athletics, particularly in the Southeastern Conference, and his resume and references are impeccable. His leadership and success as a head coach and an athletic director speak for themselves. John will embrace Auburn and be a tremendous leader for our athletics program as we move forward. So there you have it. The big news of the day. John Cohen has been named the athletic director for Auburn University. Gentlemen, that's a good way for us to uh, to end the show there. Right on time, yep, right yeah. at the buzzer. Officially gave Pretty darn good. Yep. Pretty good stuff. Uh, I like, you know, a promotion there for Rich McGlynn, thanking him for the work that he's been able to do uh, on behalf of, of Auburn University so far to this point. And, hey, coaching search, fellas. We ready? I'm ready to put the coaching search yeah. hat on. It's silly season. It is, uh, it is silly season. <laughs> that's what we could call it. Uh, game three of the World Series has officially been postponed. Oh, it's been oh, rained no. out there in Philadelphia. Oh. That uh, Look, if the Braves were playing in this World Series... I would series, care so much more. But do you know how sad I would be if the game was postponed? You just look forward to it all day long. I want to see this World Series game, and then it's postponed. Man, what a day. Uh, guys, thanks for being here. Cam, thanks for stopping by. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Brant, we'll see you later in the week. You will see me. Thank you for having Tom me. Tom Peavy, thanks for being here as well, buddy. See you on Wednesday. Absolutely. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much to everyone that tuned in and called in for one final time. Happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. Alongside Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, and Kim Berry, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. <laughs>